Welcome to the No Bad Dudes Podcast. It is July 6th, uh, around 8.26 p.m. It's just after DeAndre Hopkins announced that he'll retire the first season. He doesn't get 1,000 yards. And in true like Ray-like fashion, last year he didn't get 1,000 yards. Uh, I am here. He was on pace. He was on pace for 1,400, though. This is also directly, exactly, it was January 6th, something happened, too, right? So it's like. Seven months removed from that. That's like, yeah. Seven months in a year. Six, 18 months. 18 months. Yeah, there you go. Um, uh, so I'm here with Ray, as we've heard, and we are here with Henry. Oh, I'm How here. Oh, I'm here. I'm ready. I'm ready for a good pod. Let's go. Um. So, well, you're since you're you're all fired up. Uh, what's on your mind? Uh, so again, I'm always about sports. I'm always about fantasy. My fantasy baseball league is heating up right now. There's a bunch of mm. teams that are starting to separate themselves. There's some top teams. There's some bottom teams. As a surprise to no one, I might be in the top half of the league right now. And there's some trades that are cooking up. I got a gentleman's deal going on tonight. I got maybe a big deal with implications for trading some draft capital for next year because this is a semi quasi keeper league, but we also draft this on fab uh, in a draft uh, budget. So uh, I'm, I'm pumped about that. I'm feeling good about that. It's, it's now football season for me. July turns the corner. This is, this is football season for me, boys. This is when I start doing my prep. It might come up later in the pod. Just going to talk about it. Um, I'm starting to listen to my podcast now. All right. I'm going to start prepping. So if you're going against me, just know I'm prepping right now. And uh, NBA draft just happened. Like, that's fire. I'm in a dynasty NBA league. I'm just, I'm so pumped for sports. I'm so pumped to talk football tonight. I, I just want to get to it. So, enough what's on my mind. All right, Ray, what, what do you got? I Wait, do you have the... a football one or no? Who, me? Yeah. What is, uh, what is football? Do you have a uh, sorry? Do you have a what a football for what's on your mind? Because if not, just for the flow that I've completely ruined, I can just talk about mine, which is definitely about football. Go ahead. Uh, so yeah, I have I you know usually I have something not fun and all societal and blah, blah, blah. uh, but I think this week um mine is just pure fun. I'm I'm pretty sure. I mean, I'm mean like 90% sure I'm going to take a top four or five pick. Um, mainly because I think I want Kelsey. I think he'll fall to four or five. But I'm really, I'm really thinking about those top tier players. Uh, I have four kind of in there. Joe Burrow, Justin Fields, Bijan, and Kelsey. And the way I look at it, as I've been thinking about it, is if the season's going right, those guys do not get traded away from teams. Like they're just an asset you can't go get. Like if that team's good. Like there's a situation like last year where, where Lawrence, the rest of Lawrence's team wasn't playing well, so he traded away Devontae Adams. But like I don't think those guys, those four guys, that if the team is five and one or 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 four and two, like you can go to them and say like, hey, can I? trade for Justin Fields, can I trade and, for Travis Kelsey? And I, I just, that's what I think I want versus like, even AJ Brown, as good as he is, 
I feel I could come up with a package of, you know, um, lack of a better T Higgins and, um, you know, uh, who's a good solid running back. Uh, I don't know. Brees Hall say like Brees Hall is like, hasn't had great, but like somebody's like, I'll take Brees Hall and I'll take T Higgins for AJ Brown. You can get that done. I don't think that would get it done for Bijan or any of his other guys. And, and to be clear, we're talking about players that we are projecting to be available in our draft because, like, Patrick Mahomes would obviously be up there, and that's why Joe Burrow is there. But um, we're, we're talking about the fact that Joe Burrow should be one of the top picks in our draft. Yes, correct. The the be- available players in our league. So if I, if, I, if, I, if, I sent you, if I sent you this link and you're going to listen to this pod because I'm promoting it, like, players that are available in our draft, not in your league that, you know, is redraft and all that stuff, right? Yep. But yeah, that's that's where I'm at. I also wanted to be prepared, but just again, time is just escaping for me. I'm pretty sure. So last year, Brad had a top four pick. We don't have to talk about how he got it. Um, the year before, Henry, I think you had. What pick did you have? Two or three? Um, no, I went for an early pick last year. Kelsey fell to me the year before that, and I got really freaking lucky. <laughs> again, that that draft, like we, we'll talk about it later, but that draft, I got pretty lucky. With how things fell for me and, and my board. Yeah, when I won, I had Kelsey oh. and then um, I wound up picking a couple of awards. No, I think I was, I was back in the draft. Okay. Well, and the year before, Matt had a top pick. Um, and I knew the year before Brad had the championship again because of whatever shenanigans, but he had an early pick. So the year, the year Matt had Kelsey, I think I traded with him because I remember being at work. And I thought that he was going to take someone that I thought, but I was like, whatever, and we wound up trading. But he wound up taking Kelsey, and I thought he was going to take Mike Evans. And then I don't think I took Mike Evans. I took someone else. I don't he know. T- uh, well, Matt had that year, Matt had two first round picks. He had Saquon, he took Saquon number one overall, which was a bad pick. Um, but, but he took Kelsey that year. Yeah, he had two first yeah, round he, picks. And, and I, I wound up trading him that pick that, like, I feel like I traded up or I, tra- I forget what I did, but. He took Kelsey with that pick, and I think I, think I traded back. I yeah. traded back because I thought he was going to take a wide receiver, and then I wound up taking – oh, crap. I hope it wasn't Le'Veon Bell. No, that wasn't Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. Never mind. Well, Ray, you can, you can go – I mean, if you want to say anything, but you say it. You, Ray, you just go either with your thing or talk about this. I'm going to look it up in the app. I'm trying to um, I, I was just going to say um, I, I – uh, maybe like the last – like so last week uh, – last week we were going to pod and we didn't. Um. And what was that? That was like the last week of June. So yeah, I pretty much had like a crazy back injury from like May 26th. Um, just killing me, like just bad. Um, and I just wanted to tell everyone out there, uh, you, you got to prioritize, especially after the age of, after the age of 25, you have to prioritize stretching. If you don't do anything else, um get to a yoga class get a do some stretching from youtube um and also too you're having any kind of knickknack any pain any this any that um and you're you're not going to the doctor you're not going this you're not doing that ice is your best friend ice is your best friend if you're dealing with inflammation turmeric is great whatever ice is your best friend and again yes a lot of people like to use heat because heat is it kind of feels like a hug and you can just kind of just sit on the heat the whole time. If you have a heating pad, you can plug in or whatever. 
cool, great. Ice is your best friend also too. Heat activates inflammation. So you want to make sure you're getting that ice on directly after the heat, 15 minutes on, 15 minutes off. And I know everyone doesn't have an ice pack. Fill that, fill that Ziploc bag up with ice. Put it on your knee, put it on your hip, put it on your groin, put it on your shoulder. It's annoying as hell. It is annoying as hell. I understand everyone is not an NBA player or an NFL player. They can just jump into an ice bath and all it's all good. But again, you will feel a million times better if you ice and you stretch. Again, ice, stretch, walk. It, 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 if you want to stay fit, keep fit, keep mobile, you know, keep flexible. Um, and Because again, especially with men, um, Women, you never really see like a, you know, you, you you never really see like women with like bad hips, right? Unless something actually really happens. You always see a dude, his knees are knobbed or like, you know, he just he just doesn't have good, you know, posture. Um and, and just men just don't have as good a hips as women. So again, take care of yourself because again, it comes fast. I was like, Oh my god, is it over with this whole back thing? But then I, I got over it. I nursed myself back to health because, you know, it just takes time, right? Time, ice, movement, uh, uh, and go for a walk. Get out there. Ice is your best friend. So just a quick update. I shared a screenshot in our chat and also sending mm. a link to the draft. It looks like, Henry, Brad had the number three spot. You traded and acquired him. You had the sixth spot, and you traded him Saquon. Oh my God! This no, is, this I, I it, was, it was definitely the Kel, it was definitely the Kelsey year. I didn't I didn't do the three. I mean, he was draft. I mean, uh, wait, that was oh, maybe did I trade for Kelsey? I didn't trade for Kelsey. He definitely did. That was Brad who traded for Kelsey there. Didn't you have Kelsey the year you won? I did. Like copy and paste yeah. the wrong one. If you well, you can do it. One Matt, time Matt was the year before that, and that was when I was basically like, yeah. "Oh, I'm just going to take Kelsey." Because then last yeah. year I was like, "I don't want to pay for Kelsey. I'll I'll pay with a uh, cup with the second round pick for Andrews." But so, we'll we'll get to the bottom of this. So yeah, based on what I'm looking at, it's in the sleeper at least the last three years. I think maybe Pat Moore. Uh, I think the last four years definitely the uh, the champion had a top four pick. Um, and I just, I think, you know, we'll get, so we're going to, uh, I'll run down everything else, but later in the podcast, we're going to interview Henry, uh, as he's the only current league champ in our league, uh, who's ever been a champ. Um, and we're, we're going to discuss things, but like the term value, I think is like, everybody always talks about like how they want, like, I, I, I did a dynasty draft with like just random people who were like on the footballers discord and like you know you have a conversation and some people just know they just it's a weird way they communicate and like you're just like man like i had like i was really hoping andrews fell to me he's like i i don't like and i was just communicating with him and he was just like oh i don't care who falls to me like i just go with the best value it's like yeah but like that guy was well above what the rest were so i was hoping that last guy in that tier would fall to me um so I just think like sometimes we get obsessed with the idea of value versus like go get your guy, go make go get difference makers. Um and that's just that's just my philosophy with like I should just get Kelsey. It's it'll save me a heartache. Or, you know, again, Burrow or uh Fields. Like I just I think those guys are the 
those guys will be the top five quarterbacks. Fields might get hurt, and that will suck. But his upside is, you know, to be number one QB, which not a lot of people. There, he's the only person who I think in this draft this year because of Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes. We're assuming Patrick Mahomes will get kept, but we'll talk about that later too. Um, Josh Allen, like those guys are. There's only four guys who could really be even. Even no. Lamar Jackson's got to be in that conversation. Like, you know, like... Yeah, maybe. got the rushing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and he's, keep, I, he's I, being kept. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, it, it's a very shallow field for QBs that could be number one. Yeah. So, we'll talk about that. Um, we're also going to talk, obviously, about Ryan leaving. You know, sad. Uh, he was interesting. He'll be interesting to talk about because he, he was a little bit of a quirky person. Uh, he was a cool dude, but, like, just, like, you know... I think Fun, like man. one year, Fun. good had, dude, good dude. One year he had Three. like thirteen roster moves, and like I think he made the playoffs. I think it was the COVID year. He made he only like made thirteen roster moves and made the playoffs. Like Ray would do that in a week sometimes, maybe a day. Uh, I, I, every time I open my app, uh, Ray will be making a move. I'm like, oh, he's um, active. So we'll talk about that. We'll just do a quick like hype train NFL roundup stuff. Um, but right now, um, we'll just do one of our standard uh, uh, situations or uh, or uh, whatever you call them. Uh, s- standard uh, whatever. Uh, we're gonna do a fantasy draft rapid question about a team, and this one's really kind of interesting. Uh, because I think. I don't think any of these guys are going to be in the top five rounds, uh, unless maybe somebody like Scary Terry. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, the Washington Commanders. Um, since Scary Terry is probably the number one player of the three that will be listed, uh, Henry, where do you think Terry McLaurin will go? Will you want him um, at that spot? In in our draft, if Terry McLaurin is out there in the third round, I will highly consider him. I know the QB situation is crazy, um, but I, I like Terry McLaurin, thousand yard receiver guy. If he's getting touchdowns, like he, he's going to win you a league. So if he's available in the third round, it's something I'm going to consider. I'll definitely draft him in the fourth. So I'm, I'm going to say he's going to win the fourth round because I'll draft him in the fourth. Um, I, I think the league might be a little bit down on him, but again, we got some new blood coming in. I don't know where they are. I'm going late fourth, early fifth for Terry McLaurin. Thousand yard receiver like DeAndre Hopkins. Okay, but he's retired because he didn't get a thousand yards. He was on pace for. The pace uh, isn't a thousand yards. And then your quarterback got hurt. When when you say a thousand yards, when you say a thousand yards, it's a thousand yards. It's not. He didn't say if I'm not on pace for a thousand yards. It's not a thousand yards. Kyler Murray didn't play like the last five games of the year, four games. Kyler Murray never plays the last four games of the year, so I, I don't know why he was thinking he would. Hmm. Uh, Ray, what do you think of, uh, of uh, Terry McLaurin this year? Um, I mean, I think he drops, honestly. I could see him going, like, fifth round. I mean, there's going to be a lot of, like, young receivers. There's a bunch of other receivers that see uh, ahead of him. I do think he would be a great – I think it would be like a solid pickup, but I don't see him going in the third round. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you like, if it wasn't for Henry, I wouldn't see him going. Disclaimer. I'm high on Tyron McLaurin. He's the guy that's always doing it. 
But anyway, Amen. Uh, the re- the receiver the receiver that I would be high on. I mean, I don't know if you're gonna get to this, Amen, but um, my guy from Penn State, Dotson. Yeah. I think I think he's gonna be the one. Uh, he he lit it up second half of the year. Like when he came back from his injury, oh my god, Buddy was putting up numbers. Dotson was a beast. Laurent dropped him. Um, gave that boy a keeper. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that'll be a big thing to explain to people too. This, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm trying to see if I can do a mock draft real quick just to see where Terry McLaurin would go in my fantasy pros. Uh, I I personally am not a uh, Terry fan. I think. Um, I just, I think we'll get to it. Maybe I'll just roll into the next player because I think they're obviously tied at the hip as all all commander players will be tied to the hip of. Oh, Mr. it's going to be Antonio Howell. Gibson, isn't it? Well, Sam, Sam, well, we'll do Antonio Gibson after Sam Howell because I just uh. think it. I, I have a bad feeling. I think, I think there's one team that is going to try to tank this season without like doing it obviously and i think it's going to be the commanders to get um caleb williams um because they're already trying to cha- trade chase young um i wouldn't be surprised mm. if they got traded in season um mm. the idea that they're rolling with uh um sam howell is just like such an indicator that like it's it's an issue. Um, I just. Who do you, I, th- I also, who do you have in mind? I'm I'm interested to know what team. Sorry to cut you off, Amen. I'm I'm interested to, to to hear what team you think he's going to. Oh, Terry McLaurin. Oh, I don't know. Um, you know, teams need wide receivers. So, hypothetically, like if the Chiefs decided they wanted to mm. like get a guy, um, you know, also, you know, if you'd have to find a team that's like fringe good or like may- maybe like the Carolina's like, holy shit, we fucked up everything. Um, they don't have a lot of draft assets, but it's like, we don't have a, a starting quality wide receiver. Adam Thielen's cooked. We're wrong about Mingo. Terrace Marshall's terrible, but also mm-hmm. like as good as Terry McLaurin is, is I think he might be a better real life football player than fantasy. Cause he's always like, wide receiver 18 19 20 which is fine but you're paying for a guy you're like a back-end wide receiver one like i think if i'm drafting a wide receiver in the third round i'm disappointed if he's wide receiver 20 and like i don't think he was wide receiver 20 last year i think he he was a little lower and year before he was a little lower too so it's it's just he's he's a little bit scary in that way i think he's a he's a very good pro football player i just don't think and like part of it is like obviously his qb situation like if he played with jalen hurts or patrick mahomes or anybody who's who's a steady qb and you also had a steady uh football team around him like yeah maybe he's he's a top five wide receiver but that's not going to change this year we can have that conversation but that's not going to change um so I'll move on and I'll just keep talking because Sam Howell is a player 
you know, Sam Howell, we're going to do a segment. Uh, who, who is this year is Jimmy G. Because uh, Jimmy G is a guy who has been drafted like in the double digit rounds last three years for our league. And every year he's paid off. <laughs> um, Like, it, it's just been great. So I mean, who, Tom Brady's going to come back. Um, so Sam Howell will be that type of nope. candidate. I, you know, the, okay. he, he, he can run. Uh, Amy, Amy, you're kind of going, is that me or is that Amy? You're kind of going in he, and out. He sounds like he's going in and out to me. I thought yeah. it was me. Okay. Might be, let me see if I'm closer. If not, it might be Wi-Fi, and I'll have to move to a different part. Um, So I'll just, I don't know. What, what was it? What was, you hear me, Sam Howell? Uh, yeah, Sam Howell, Sam Howell, who's going to be uh, this year, Jimmy J. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Oh, nah. I'm. Go ahead. So, like, he he's going to rush. So, I think most times that he starts, he's going to be a top 20 quarterback. But he probably almost will never be in the top 10 just because I don't think it'll work out that well. Um. So he's, you know, maybe he's this year's kind of Marcus Mariota where, you know, Henry might just try to wait, 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 wait. And then in the ninth round, pick up Sam Howell and just go, I'll just play him until I can't. And then I'll go figure it out. Um, I think, oh, I never said, I think Terry McLaurin goes in the fifth round because people won't be into him. Maybe, maybe Henry drafts him, but I don't think people will be into him any kind of slides. And I think Sam Howell goes in the ninth and I would not take him just because I don't think. And this is and this is Gino. Like, Gino last year, we're like, oh, Gino's not going to be the starter all year. And then he was. And he was great. Uh, we were wrong. Um, but so I may be wrong on Sam Howell, but I'm willing to pass on him and be on that side of the wrong instead of drafting him. Uh, Ray, what do you think of Sam I would if he fell to me. Uh, I'm like down. Uh, sleepers like sleeping on my on my phone. Yeah, sleepers all around tonight. It. But I found our draft, so I sent that. Yeah, I did. I did see that, uh, Henry. Um, I if he fell to me, I'd take him. I, I'm I'm high on him because Mina Kimes, uh, maybe a top five football mind out there right now, is high on him. Um, but he drops. He, he has some has some dimes. Um, he has a lot of upside. Um, he, he has a nice group of receivers. Um, excited for the running backs. I'm excited for the defense. I think the defense is going to get be better this year, so it's going to put him in better position. Um, if he falls, if he falls to me, I'm taking him. That's that's the person that I'm actually looking at. I'm looking at him. I'm looking at Darnold in those late rounds if I have any picks, and or unless I move up and figure out some picks and trade some do some things trading wise. Still waiting on DeAndre Hopkins to pick up a team, but again, if I can move up or get any kind of picks in that eighth round or that 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 ninth round, I I I like to fill out. I'd like to at least fill out quarterbacks, and it'd be a great quarterback to fill out, in my opinion, especially if he's going to do the Jimmy G thing, where he's always in the top twenty, but he never cracks like the top ten, like you said. So um, I, I know Marcus Mariota got brought up here, where it's like, oh, like if he falls, Henry might take him. I'm not a Sam Howell guy. I know that I'm high on Terry McLaurin, but I'm high on Terry McLaurin because, like, he is Terry McLaurin. Like, these receivers figure out a way to do things. Garrett Wilson found out a way to do things with no receivers. 
you know, like good receivers figure out a way to do things. And I, I don't necessarily think that they're linked to the quarterback. Um, it, it, anyone could be QBing. Terry McLaurin's going to catch the ball. Um, I, I'm not in on Sam Howell. I, I think you're right, Eamon. I think it's like a ninth round thing. But like if it's the eighth round and I still need a second QB, I don't think I'm taking him yet. I, I might need to go to the 10th or 11th for me to take Sam Howell um, as a starting QB at that point. I'm not, I'm not taking Sam, uh, Sam Howell as a backup QB. Um yeah, I, I there, there's no track record as being Jimmy Garoppolo. Like to be the next Jimmy Garoppolo, I think you need to have the track record of being that guy that's just been drafted late and has done it. And I, I don't know what Sam Howell is, so I, I'm not I, I'm not going to take a chance there. I'd rather if I feel QB is is falling, uh, if I feel QB is like uh, people are reaching for it, I need to take one. Maybe I'll take one in the sixth round this year, but. Sam Howell will not be QBing a team for me in the No Bad Dudes League this year. I can't talk about any other my monstrosity teams, but I'm I'm 99% sure I will not own Sam Howell. So I'm 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 running a like I'm doing a stat thing that isn't ready, so we'll do it next week. But one of the things I'm looking at is how many um how many team how many sorry. How many top 30 wide receivers points per games are on the same team slash the only guy who's on a team slash how many teams don't have a guy in the top 30? And the only year I've completed so far fully, but uh, is, is 2022. There's seven teams that have two top 30 wide receivers. Um. And I'm not saying that this is it, but this might be like something we talk about when we talk about Jimmy G. Theoretically, if, if Washington makes the jump, they have that. They have two guys who are very talented. If Dotson does it mostly through touchdowns, he gets like eight or nine touchdowns this year with 800 yards. He's probably a top three wide receiver. Um, I'm not telling anybody to go do anything with that information, but it is, it does happen. And I, I, I didn't good, finish my man. 2021. But there, I already found six teams that have uh, multiple wide receivers in the top three, including the the Buccaneers who had three in the top thirty, um, which is crazy. Um, yeah, so I just I think that's something else to think about is like if you're in on Dotson, if you're in on Terry McLaurin, it's hard to not be in on Sam Howell, but um, teach their own. Uh, Henry, Antonio Gibson. Uh, he's somebody who keeps popping up on your roster every once in a while. Um, he's his little trick of uh, getting a bunch of like long runs and a bunch of receptions, um, but not being good on every down has made him loved and despised by the fantasy community as everybody's coming back this year. Everybody's getting on the Gibson train again. Where are you on him? You, you know what's wild? I think the only person that's bigger on Antonio Gibson in this league than me is your brother. Like, your brother has yeah. Antonio Gibson. <laughs> he's keeping him. Brian loves Antonio Gibson. I love Antonio Gibson. I've been in on Antonio Gibson since he came in. Uh, spoiler alert to future things on the pod. Like, I follow someone who had Antonio Gibson as, like, someone that I needed to own, and I own – I tried to own him in as many places as possible. 
Antonio Gibson was on my roster when I won the championship when uh, Derrick Henry went down. Uh, so Antonio Gibson to me is someone that I'm drafting. There's so much going on there with the with the running backs though this year, isn't there? You know, there 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 could be three running backs in the mix. I'm still taking Antonio Gibson out of that group um, because of that factor. I, I think again he might go on like the eighth or ninth round. It's early. We're talking early July right now. A lot of things are going to happen. I think in our league he might go eighth, ninth round, maybe the seventh, but it's going to be hard pressed to take him over me this year again. So I'm all in on commander's offense, just not Sam Howell. It's odd. I know Amy, you just brought it up, but give me, give me the offense. Just don't give me Sam Howell. Hmm. Well then that sounds like a, a brisket 14th round pick or 13 round pick. Jacoby. Jacoby Ooh, I, I love, I love my smoked brisket. Uh, Ray, what do you think of Mr. Gibson? Um, I mean, as far as an athlete, yeah, but as far as fantasy, like, am I drafting him? Like, do I have any running backs? Like, he's not like a dude who's going to go top, what, four, uh, top three rounds of running backs? I mean, granted, they're like not a lot of them around, but I'm, I'm not high on him. I haven't been high on him since I asked your brother for him, like, his rookie year. Um, so yeah, no, nah, I'm 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 not really into him. Again, I think Sam Howell and Dotson are gonna be the ones in this offense this year. Ray, if, if a number one running back went up to you right now and smacked you in the face, you wouldn't know what to do. Because I offered you Raheem Mostert for Jarvis Landry last year and you didn't know what to do. So, you know, you just declined it right down I, there. The, the, you you the wanted dude, Derrick Henry for Jarvis Landry. So the the dude the dude burned me. Like I drafted him and he was supposed to cook that year. I wasn't gonna uh, rely on his. On he, his he, he did. I don't know. He, he did. He, but he, he won me a championship. I don't know about you, but he won me a championship. Mo- mustard, mustard. No, 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 no. I'm saying. I'm talking about. Oh, mustard. you're talking about mustard. Oh, I, oh, oh. I drafted him, like uh, uh, when he was on San Francisco. He was the number one back. He took one. He took one snap for twenty yards, and he was gone the rest of the year. Like I'm not good. Like that was what was in my head, in my heart. I was like, no. And Rashad Penny had just was was just going crazy. And what happened? Rashad Penny got hurt. He's on the Eagles now, by the way. That was crazy. I, I just found that out. I had some cousins up from uh from the South. They used to live in Philly, and they told me about uh Miles Sanders. So, is so wait, so Carolina. So you know Miles, yeah, okay. I was about to say, you know Miles Sanders in Carolina, right? Yeah, Miles Sanders. I, I, in Carolina. I, I need to catch you up on. That. It's all right, Rashad Penny. Yeah, no, I'm kind of. I, I yeah, I haven't. You, you, you guys started listening to your podcast. Not me. I'm still gonna do the. I'm gonna do the. Oh no, no, my my, my Twitter feed, or yeah. whatever Twitter is now. Well, Twitter. Well, Twitter is how I'm looking into Sam Howell because of my folks that I follow, Sharp mm-hmm. and and Mina Kimes. That's who I'm. That's who I'm on. Mina is Mina is the uh, is the brains. She's the best to me in the biz. Florio yeah, and uh, Florio really, Florio really cool now. Know. Twitter's really cool no, now. No, no. There's there's like people who don't believe nuclear bombs exist. No, we're we're we're, on, we're about to be on we're about to be on um threads. Right? That's what we're about to be on. Blue threads. sky, blue sky. Blue sky? Uh, Are you skeeting? Are you skeeting? Uh so my my position on uh, Antonio Gibson is I think he's a, another guy who's probably I mean this happens, right? In the in the fourth or fifth round, we get scared. 
we either overdraft a QB like a Derek Carr or we overdraft well, running backs like uh you know Raheem Mostert or uh like it's it's just a scary area. I think somebody might be in on the hype for Gibson. And you know, the other unique thing, we'll talk about this later, is I, I think some of the people who might come in won't be northeast people and they might have different perspectives like i think giants fans know about antonio gibson and and just like we're not into him so some of those people who come in might come in might go oh people are high on gibson let let me take a chance um i won't be into him in the fourth or fifth round i'd rather get wide receivers there um but i think that's where he goes that's why either i want to get a running back the first round or i kind of want to just play the game of like I'll try to figure out RB. Um, I'll just treat Ken Walker as a hero RB situation and go from there. That, that's a great perspective from like knowing who you're drafting with. Like when you know who you're drafting with and you know how people might value some players, like Giants fan, Jets fan, like you know that they're more familiar with that conference and that division in particular. But like if other people come in, they might not be as, you know, knowledgeable about it and they might be willing to reach or they, they might be have some inside information about someone in like uh, the NFC West where like, we're not as savvy to that because of the media coverage that we get immediately. Cool. All right. Let's see. What should we do next? Um, well, I think Ray, you have something. Is it, is it just reactions or is it just top five? Ooh, please be both. Yo, yo so here's the thing. So the flood with the, uh... The flood, just like everything, just like my top five was written down on the typewriter. I don't think down everybody knows and... about the flood. Did, did you? I'm sorry. Did you talk about that? Did I? Oh, uh, basement basement flooded. There, yeah. was a, there was a there was a like a leak, um, and it was it was absolutely terrible. Um, that has nothing to do with why I don't have a reactions. But yeah, I do five. have something else. <laughs> I do have something else. I do have a. <laughs> I do have a top five. Um, so. I, I, I just, I like off topic. I just love when the reaction music hits. You know, when I'm listening to the pod, and I'm like, oh, that reaction music hits. I'm like, oh, this is great. Next, next pod, next pod. There's going to be one. It's going to be the I'm return. Gonna it. I'm gonna hold you to it. I'm gonna, I'm it's gonna, gonna be the... like, I'm gonna text you like two days before the pod. Be like, you better have this because I need to. Listen I'm gonna to start. It. I'm gonna start writing, writing the everything that I observe from now. Um, so I have a top five things happen in life, and they're very big inconveniences and it kind of made me think of the top five worst inconveniences um yeah and you guys are gonna back you guys are gonna back me up on this one okay outside looking in since this is a sports podcast uh fantasy sports podcast um outside looking in top five worst inconveniences your favorite team getting eliminated from the playoffs by the eventual champion that hurts because it's like it could have been you, and now you're, you're kind of inconvenient. You're kind of feeling sad. It's terrible, right? Uh, number number five, no toilet paper. You're sitting down, and you go to reach. No toilet paper, right? For the dads out there, you go to reach, there's no diapers, right? That would be a dad thing because the, the, the mom would probably pull up with – but again, no toilet paper. I think all everybody can agree with that. Um – Number four, you're walking around, it's raining, and your sock gets wet. 
It's not like you can take your shoe off right away. Your sock is just wet. And if you're in New York and it's like dirty New York water, you're not just have a wet sock. You have a dirty sock. Number three, biting into a cookie and you think it's chocolate chip and it's oatmeal raisin. Henry, is that that's a good? Oh, it's terrible! Oh, it's terrible! (laughs) I was was sipping water and I tasted oatmeal raisin there. (laughs) Very good. You see me. Very good. Number two, you go somewhere to do some work, and they're like, "Yeah, we have Wi-Fi here," and the Wi-Fi sucks. The Wi-Fi is terrible. Usually, it's like a nice little coffee shop, and you're like, "Man, this coffee shop is great." Can't sit there. Because the Wi-Fi. And number one, I hate to give all this slack to airplanes and airports and this like this and that, but it's been terrible. Being on an airplane, you're on the tarmac, you're about to take off, and you have to deplane. That concludes my list of top five worst inconveniences. Eamon, how, how do you feel about that list? It's strong. I think we have to come up with your theme music for top five. It's top five? Yeah. Okay, cool. Very we'll good. We'll do that. Out. So there's Henry, a rhythm good list? to it. Good Dude, list? Uh, uh, it's pretty on point. I think I think another inconvenience is you go into McDonald's and the ice cream machine's not working. But oh, I think we've God. come I think we've come to expect that. So it's not like an yes. inconvenience anymore. But like, dude, I just put my damn McFlurry. Come on. I can't hear that. Listen, don't hand me a cookie and you got it has to be chocolate chip. Like it has to so be chocolate chip. The oatmeal raisin, I, I felt that inside. Do not inside. give me oatmeal raisin cookie. That's grounds for a fight. This is this is chubby white boy like talking like <laughs> my desserts with the McFlurry and the cookies. Like, oh come on. Wet sock? Don't, don't, you, don't guys never you guys never experienced wet sock? Oh, I did it last week. I was I was golfing Beth Page and just downpoured on us. But we had a golf in the I, wet sock. Your Terrible. pants can be wet. Your underwear can be wet. Your shirt can be wet. Your hat. But if your sock gets wet, your sh- your sock gets wet. It's over. It, it sucks. Huh? With him, right? Amen. Yep. Love on board. Right. Right. I I criticize a lot of your takes and stuff like that. I, I think this is the first thing that you did that I can I can combat you on it. Like I said, this is partially this is partially why you're excited for the pod. This strong list, you know, it was coming. Oh, I know it. I know it. <laughs> I felt it in my bones. Uh, we've been off. I ha- we've been off. So I had to. I had to. Can you feel it? Feel it right there in my bones. You guys watch East Town. I just, I, I just missed you. Is what it was. I just missed you. Like I. That's really. I, what I, 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 I really wanted the pause last week too, but this house is. Besides for the ghosts inside of the house. Uh, there's all types of other stuff going on. We're we're here now, and we're better for it. Hell yeah, let's go. Um, since the energy is still kind of wild, so let's uh, let's talk about let's talk about some. We'll do some uh, just generic football stuff, and then we'll talk about our players that we want to take one last ride with, uh, and then we'll focus on our league stuff. Okay. Um, so we made fun of DeAndre Hopkins, but uh, I think one of the insiders or somebody is reporting that basically DeAndre Hopkins uh, would have signed a deal with Cleveland, Buffalo, or Kansas City if they were getting the offers he was if they get 
gave the offers that he was getting from the Patriots and the Titans. Um, I don't know what that says to you guys, but what that sa- suggests to me is he's going to end up signing with the pa- the Patriots or the Titans. I, I, I don't think he's going to leave money on the table. Which, which I think if he goes to the Patriots, I think he's a top 20 wide receiver. If he goes to the Titans, he definitely has a chance to be top 10, but he also has a chance to, to be like up midway through the season. The So the teams that he's giving off to me is like, these are teams of like middling quarterbacks. Like the, the Browns have Watson, obviously, which if he teamed back up with him, and they have, you got to be involved um, with him. But like, they have Buddy on the, on, the, on, the, on the outside. What's his name? Um, Cooper. Cooper. Oh my God! Him and but, Cooper on the outside. Granted, we're not. Rude. I don't want him to go. But to like, the, Browns. But like the Patriots and the Browns. Like, are we talking about any wide receivers that you would have wanted on these teams the last couple of years? Like, we're excited about Traylon Burks, but like, what? Like, where are we going with these QBs that we think he might sign with? He's DeAndre Hopkins. I think he can do amazing things with the quarterback. Like. I just got done talking about Terry McLaurin and, uh, you know, like the no-name cornerbacks that he's played for. But I, I think we need to, like, temper expectations of, like, Mac Jones is going to be throwing to him, if, you know, Ryan well, Tannehill is going to be throwing to well, him. Well, Patricia, Patricia is gone. Patricia is gone, to, so he's not going to be messing up the offense. And also, too, we have seen in numerous years, granted, DeAndre Hopkins is 31, but he basically played half a season last year. Um, his, his body's been holding up. He looks good. Um, we've seen what a wide receiver one like that can do and where it can take you, right? Maybe Mac Jones looks better if he has that type of receiver, right? We've seen what Jalen Hurts went from a first round exit to a Super Bowl uh, contention, right? Josh Allen got uh, digs. Look what happened to Josh Allen. Tua, right? Granted, problems stand on the field, but he got Tyreek Hill. Look what happened, right? Again, it's just all across the league. Christian Kurt took Justin Hurt. I mean, uh, the the Sunshine from the remember the Titans. What's his name? Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. Tra- uh, Trevor Lawrence. Christian Kirk. It, and Christian Kirk is like a number two, number three, number two at best wide receiver. Look what he did for him, right? They kind of made like a little run in the playoffs, right? So I think that if you wear everything out, and again, Traylon Burks very good on one side. Um, and if um, DeAndre Hopkins goes there, Tannehill, and he still has Derrick Henry, I mean, it'll open things up maybe a little bit more um, um, down there in Tennessee. I think DeAndre Hopkins still has a lot of tread left on the tire. That's not just me saying that because he's on my team and I'm waiting uh, to see what to do with him because if he lands in a great spot, I'm going to trade him. So there's that. Right, yeah. great points all, all across, right? Like the, the quarterbacks that you mentioned, that like when they got that wide receiver, they did it. I think the one thing that you mentioned is Hopkins is 31. Like, he's not Diggs. He's not A.J. Brown. They're not these up-and-coming wide receivers. Hopkins is on the decline. Like, there's not many wide receivers that have done this at his age. That's my only qualm about it. Eamon, I'm sorry I cut you off. No, no, it's okay. Um, I, I just I, – I do think, like, I haven't particularly understood all the hatred for Tannehill over the last year and a half or whatever. Uh, yeah. Because, you know, he – Got his team to an AFC Championship game. He lost to the team that lost in the Super Bowl by. They lost in overtime to the 
to the team that lost to the Rams that lost on the final possession of the Super Bowl. So like arguably, you know, one of the top teams that year. I I think if Tana if if Hopkins goes there and he's fully on board and, and Bruski's fully on board, um that's not Bruski. Uh uh what's his name? Vrabel. If Vrabel's on board. Vrabel. I kinda like I don't know. I think it's kind of an interesting thing. Um but but this isn't a this isn't a bashing Tannehill thing as more as like wh- where's the wide receiver on the team that for fantasy wise that's gonna do it for you and that's the perspective I'm coming from like I, Tannehill obviously is has the NFL um, accomplishments of doing all this stuff but we're, we're talking fantasy here like if Hopkins goes to Tennessee like is that someone you're excited about? Well, I mean AJ Brown was very dominant um, and Corey Davis at least played well enough the one yeah. year when Tannehill was there that he got himself, you know, $40 million from the Met, the Jets. Um, so, like, Tannehill can support a guy. Uh, it's unclear if Matt Joes can support a guy. Um, even though if I think – if I think if Hopkins goes there, they will be much smarter in how to use him to maximize him if he's still mm-hmm. him. Um and so like, Randy Moss, like when Randy Moss went to the Patriots, like yeah, but also just immediately, Not yeah, also just opportunities, Moss. yeah, just you know, just goal line opportunities to run, you know, um, fades and other things that Hawkins can do. So it's like, hey, we have an option inside the ten yard line to to get touchdowns besides just slamming Ramondre Stevenson into the line. Um, okay, moving on to another player that. Basically, every team in AFC East wants, except for the Bills, is Dalvin Cook. Um, before we talk about mm. Dalvin Cook, I think, you know, I talked, I talked, you know, I give everybody my honest opinions about everything. And I, I give everybody everything I know, um, you know, so like, I don't hide anything. I know sometimes there's been other people on this podcast previously that definitely hid their opinions on stuff, which was fucked up. But this is what I'm talking about with I, I talked about a lot last year because people talked about it. Reese Hall is not going to be good for your fantasy team until maybe November at best. Um, if the Jets are trying to bring in Dalvin Cook when they're possibly rookie of the year running back, who was a second round pick, picked in the top 37 picks, is supposed to come back and be healthy allegedly that tells me they don't think he's ready and they're not going to give him a workload. And I think, you know, Brees Hall should fall into the fourth round. I mean, that's where I would start thinking about taking, but otherwise, like I just, I, I think that's, that's the biggest thing that the jets are still in on Dalvin cook this late and haven't said like, no, 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 we we're happy with our running back, but you guys are, I mean, fans, so you can, I mean, you can, you can, I, you can never, you can you. never ever have enough. Go ahead. Go ahead. Every, sorry. I, I, I've been on the Jets like I, I all off season quietly when my uh Jets fan group that I talk to with all my friends, like uh, I'm on Ezekiel Elliott. I think they should sign Ezekiel Elliott. If Dalvin Cook's an option, they should sign Dalvin Cook because what in fantasy football what we're talking about right now, like coming off an injury, it it's not easy and you're going to draft this guy to be someone in the first four weeks and they're not going to perform. 
like we're looking at Travis Etienne last year, who was kind of slow starting. Even like Cam Akers, who I'm still not on. You can overdraft him all you want. Like he did come on at the end of the season after the injury. I, I was on J.K. Dobbins last year, and he came on at the end of the season. So, like you can't count on these guys at the front of the season. So if you're drafting them, they need to be people that are going to be end of the season guys for you. You need to be in it for the long haul. You can't be drafting Bruce Hall in the fourth round, selling him low to one of the top teams, and then that top team like taking advantage of it. Um, Dalvin Cook is someone who, if he signs with the Jets, you absolutely should be drafting him because he's going to be the guy the first couple of weeks. He's going to be that guy that might be the difference between uh, a four and one start and uh, a three and two or a two and three start. Like he's going to separate you. And then you just need to be that good manager that's going to learn how to maybe fade him out a little bit and add that running back to your team. Yeah, you're, you're I don't think you, I don't I don't think you can have too many good players on your team. Like the Jets, like grabbing Dalvin, you have multiple running backs again. That's going to do wonders for their careers. Like uh, you you get Dalvin, you get you get Dalvin Cook, and we have uh, Voldemort, he who shall not be named. Um, at the QB, we got Wilson on the edge, right? We got our defense is perfect. Our special teams just got a little boost. Like, you can't have too many good players, right? Like, again, if we're talking about drafting purposes and we're talking about fantasy purposes, cool. If you're drafting, yeah, Brees is going to slide a little bit. Dalvin Cook is going to go up, obviously. You know, um, Voldemort's going to hand off a lot. But, yo, listen, as far as football is concerned, like real football, you can't have too many good players. Like, there's nothing wrong with having Dalvin Cook. And that's not me being biased Jets. It's like if Dalvin Cook could go to Kansas City or he goes to wherever. Like, you can't – again, you can't have too many good players on the squad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I don't – I think that's a – I don't agree with that idea. Um, I I think if you're building a team correctly, people have roles. You have other players who support roles. But – you know, Brees Hall is somebody, again, if this is only if he, like, they're pretending he's perfectly healthy. Um, if they believe he's perfectly healthy, he should be the guy who gets the most touches out of the backfield. If they bring Dalvin Cook, that's not going to happen. And that's fine. But also, like, you know, athletes, you know, Ray, you probably know this better. It's like they, in order to do what they have to do to get back from these incredible injuries they have to lie to themselves you know that's what happened with jk dobbins last year he you know in Rapport said jk dobbins probably won't play week one and jk dobbins lost his mind and got like started like said in multiple tweets saying no i definitely i'll definitely be there and then i think he played week three was the first week um like i understand what Brees hall but like that that's the message is like Brees hall thinks he's going to be there week one and you're signing somebody to replace me, like that's the part where it's like, you know, maybe they're maybe the Jets yep. for the first, maybe for the Jets for the first time ever are actually handling a situation correctly. I'll probably guess not, but you know, I, I, you know, I don't know how Brees Hall is taking it, and you know, he seems think like about a it though, dude. Think about it though, Amen. I think that this is actually a. I, again, the Jets might be handling a situation the right way for the first time. Correct. Because Brees Hall played one year. He was spectacular. Right? Like, again, they got Zonovan Knight, whatever. They had a stable, whatever. My, Michael Carter's not the one. It's Brees Hall. Brees Hall was 
the reason they were they were they won those games. Now, if they're saying and Dalvin Cook is an older running back, a lot of trending size, whatever, he could still get it done probably for this year. But again, this is saying to Brees Hall, take your time. Not the whole regular rush back and then end up blowing your whole career. I think having Dalvin Cook, Zonovan Knight, Carter, whatever there, Brees Hall, get healthy. When you come back, we're going to put you back in. Kind of just like how Travis Etienne. Travis Etienne got a chance to chill. And then what did he do? He came back. He had a great year last year. Right? Like, you get get healthy. And I think signing Dalvin Cook really helped. Again, Dalvin Cook is still good. The Jets are going to be fine with Dalvin Cook. And then you put Brees Hall in because Brees Hall has that pop. And that's what you need. You need that pop. It takes the, the pressure off of Voldemort, um, uh, the mushroom man, the psychedelic, the psychedelic dude. Um, and it'll, 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 you know, again, Dalvin Cook will score at the goal line. The defense is going to put them in good position. Again, we don't want him, the mushroom man, to be doing uh, a bunch of stuff, uh, getting a bunch of TOs. Uh, we we just kind of want to run the ball, Let's ground and pound, gang green, right? We have a defensive minded coach. That's how we. That, my last memories of us winning were with the defensive minded coach when we ran the ball. So you can't have too many good running backs because that's what we did that then too. Damon, Tiki, Tiki Barber, and uh, and then Ron Dane, Thunder and Lightning, right? Last time we won the Super Bowl, you had two good running backs, right? That's that's how it was, and then you had monster receivers and a crazy defense. But that's what we that's what we're building over here. The last I, I time think, the Giants won the Super Bowl, it was not the running game. It was definitely the passing game. Mario Madigan and all this Uh Henry, uh, we're, just I, I this, that. we're just gonna do this really quick. Um there's only three teams that are really serious, and I'm gonna throw the Cowboys in anyway. I want you to give me the round and what pick in each round you would take Dalvin Cook when I say the team. Um okay. let's start with the Jets. Uh Second round, probably. Second, maybe late second, early third. Okay. Depends where I am, how my my draft is winding up. Patriots. I guess an hour. Ooh, Patriots. No, they're they're all on Ramondre. I think if Dalvin's going there, that that's third, fourth for me. I I love Ramondre. You would take. So you would take Dalvin Cook in the third round, even if Ramondre is healthy and they sign Dalvin Cook. Yeah, because they're they're obviously going one again. Okay. Because uh, I, th- I think Ramondre is higher there. Dolphins. Dolphins is another one. We're seeing a theme, like second, third here. So, so you you don't see? Wow. Okay. I, I would have thought I, you were higher on Davin Cook with the Dolphins, just because it feels like he could be the lone back in there. But but there's Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle there, so that's kind of like as much as they might want to do the running game there. Like there's still two good wide receivers that can just score at any time on that offense. You know, yeah. I, I I don't I don't think Dalvin Cook's a first round running back anywhere right now. I think that's done. Like he's not the guy, but there's consideration for him. To be a late second, and then as low as a fourth or fifth round pick in in our draft, and then finally uh, the Cowboys. Cowboys with Pollard. Third, is he, he going to be ready? Is he going to be ready for the start? 
Cook. He says no, he's Poll- ready. Pollard. Pollard. Uh, from what I've from what I've seen, Pollard should be fine. Pollard. Yeah, he just broke his leg, right? He didn't do anything. Yeah, any like. I knowing knowing what I know about Dalvin Cook right now and what teams should want him to do, like he's not your first round pick anymore in this league. He might not be that second round pick. He might be something you want to reach on the second round in our league, but like Dalvin Cook's good. Like we can't we can't deny that. I without knowing the full field and who I'm keeping, this is this is where I'm going with him. Like just in a general stance in our draft. Okay. Um, running back. So okay, is there any is there any players that have uh, popped up? Like you know, Sky Moore is killing it. Um, who are other players? Is, is there Sky, any? Like, go ahead. Sky Moore. Let's talk about him for a second. Like, man. It, uh, he he has to be the most like a uh, Damian Pierce type guy preseason. That that's gonna happen. Like I, I I don't know how you're not on him, but you need to be watching where you're taking him because again, it's a Chiefs wide receiver, and outside of Tyreek Hill, who's done it? If he's gonna be Tyreek Hill, you you hit the money on him. But if he's not Tyreek Hill, like where are you at? Juju Smith Schuster. Mar Marquez Valdez Scantling. So it Sky Skymore is a very high reward, fucking high risk guy. I love I love the Skymore stuff right now. But is he even high risk? Because I mean anybody you're gonna like he's gonna get drafted in like the tenth round or later. I, I, I don't think so. Really? I really don't think so. I think by the time this is all said and done, when when we're drafting, I think the lowest he goes is sixth round in our draft. Wow. Okay. Like I, I think yeah. people are just gonna be on him. I think the hype machine is just gonna keep going up on him. So where do you think Kadarius goes? Uh, oh, higher than that, probably fifth. Like I, I, I think, I know, <laughs> I know. I just, I, I love everybody at this point in the year. I love everybody. All right, I want to take them all. But uh, good. At the same time, where how do you not want a Patrick Mahomes wide receiver? Comes back to where are they going to be? And right now, it's July 6th. You should be on every Chiefs wide receiver, but be cautious about it. Mm. Fence, I'm, I'm talking clear fence takes now. I'm not doing real football, which you know, Alan Lazar will be good in real football, but probably not. Um, Ray, um, yep. is there anybody you're hyped up for, or do, you, or I have I have something I can ask you about uh, if you don't have somebody who you've heard like a hit, hit on who who I'm excited about. Well, just like just like the last two or three weeks, have you heard something? You're like, oh, this changes my view on somebody. No, no, not really. I mean, I well, hold on. I, I got, I got, then I got you. Go ahead. So you just learned that Rashad Penny joined the Seahawks. Or not the Seahawks. He joined, joined the, the Eagles. Eagles, yes. Right. So where what do you think? But so Bijan is there too though. Hold on, let me let me set it up. Uh so Rashad Penny joined the, the Eagles. Um 
DeAndre Swift joined the Eagles, and um, they loved uh, Kenneth Gainwell. He played well for them last year, and they gave him a lot of the ball. What do you see this Eagles backfield kind of being? Like, is it is it just a, a bunch of – like, is it a stew where it's like, yeah, it's a lot of individual components that's like it'll create – like the Eagles will get a lot of rushing yards, or is there anything really like you can say like, oh, this is a great – uh, material or piece of meat or great vegetable or something like that? Are they all just mushed together? I, I honestly think it's kind of like the same. I, I don't think anyone has the talent that well, I mean, I can't say that because Rashad Penny was like kind of like on his way Gainwell is a monster um, and Swift, Swift Swift is still good like I, I kind of think they all, like, I kind of think they might have upgraded um, in the backfield, and I think, man, I think it's going to be like a stew. It's going to be like everybody gets a touch, and then obviously, you know, it, it kind of saves Jalen Hurts, too, in his legs, and they're, aren't they, like, like making that rule where you can't push the quarterback anymore? So I think they're probably not going to be putting him in as much uh, as much uh, rough situations, even though he leg presses and, and squats like 800 pounds. Um, squats 800 pounds. Leg press 800 pounds, not that impressive. Uh, um, even though he role. squats, they're not changing that rule. Okay, cool. So, they're, they're definitely not changing the rule. I just want so people know so they're not confused when they watch okay, the game. Cool, go, gotcha. Like, so then I th- I think yes, like 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 you, like you suggested. I think it's going to be Stewart. I, but I was just excited to hear that Rashad Penny did land with someone, and someone was going to take a chance on him because I felt like after the, the fibula, I think it was the fibula. Um, I, I didn't think anybody was gonna gonna pick him up, and he had had like you know, flashes in Seattle, but it's kind of good to know he's going to get a chance to showcase his talents um, as an Eagle because he's still a pretty young dude, isn't he? He's like, what, 24, 25? Um, how old is Rashad Penny? 27. Um, 27. I don't, I don't get uh, – Henry, you can also speak to this because maybe your sources are different. I don't get the Rashad Penny love stuff. Um, at best, like if he's healthy, like I just, I don't believe he's gonna. I don't think anybody could advise you to say like, "Hey," because a lot of people are just pretending like, "Well, we can't predict injuries." And it's like, no, there's certain players you can predict injuries. Like, he's gonna get hurt this year, um, because everybody wants to say like, "I think if all the running backs stay healthy." Rashad Penny get the most carries, which I don't even believe because I think DeAndre Swift would get the most carries, but um, I don't think he'll stay healthy either. Like, do you get, Henry, do you get the Rashad Penny thing that a lot of people are pushing in the fantasy community? No, no. I, I think I'm one of those anti-Rashad Penny people of all time, and it's just because I loved Chris Carson. So, like, again, there's mm. a love-hate relationship that, like, I was a Chris Carson guy. I'm not a Rashad Penny he guy. broke his neck. But again, like I, Chris Carson was a better running back. So like, if Chris Carson's a better running back than you, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know how far you're going to go. I I did buy into Rashad Penny last year. Uh, I did take him in a couple of drafts. I was like, you know what? Like, if he's going to go this late, let me grab him. I, I don't. I can't see myself being on Rashad Penny this year. Uh, I'm not in on him right now. Um, things change, things happen, but uh, Miles Sanders, for the most part, was a bust. Like, he had one 
he had a rookie season that was like promising that people liked. And then like last year, his year was good. I, I just don't get it. Like the Eagles like to use multiple running backs. The risk reward for Rashad Penny isn't there for me. I can't, you, you can be on him if you want. I won't argue with him. I see the upside, but it, it's not a risk I'm willing to take. All right. So there's one more player, um, just other people who have getting hypes. Uh, um, Romeo Dubs is getting a lot of hypes again. And Terrace Marshall is getting a lot of hype. But this player, because there was this quote out of Denver from multiple sources, Tim Patrick is the best football player in the wide receiver room. That is just like sending me all the heebie-jeebies on every single player on that team. That is just, to me, that's signaling almost like, holy shit, this team is not going to be good. Like, And John Payton's going to just try to bomb this year and clear everybody out because like that I don't know it's like a guy coming off a significant knee injury I think last year mm-hmm. um and you have other guys and like you're letting that shit get out like I don't know like I'm scared I I don't I don't like that quote it makes me not want to take Jerry Judy it makes me not want to throw like a pick at Greg Dolchitz or um I know in Cortland Sutton and even though like it's that quote also makes me scared of like I don't understand who's making decisions. So like, you know, I was getting high on Samaj P Ryan, but now I feel like I don't know. I'm just it scares me. I don't know if you guys are feeling that way, but there's there's a lot to digest from the Broncos over the next month and a half before we draft, probably. Um Javante, Samaj P. Ryan, Jerry Judy, Greg Dulcich, like all these Russell Wilson, even. Like I, I think this is gonna be a situation where we need to like just listen to the actual reporters from Denver Broncos training camp. Like, find both sides of those reporters. Find the guys that like are the pe- the pessimists and the optimists of them. Like, you really need to dig deep. Don't just listen to the mainstream guys because this is a very interesting situation where Jerry Judy could be the difference between winning you a league and totally losing you this year if you're going to do it. So you, you got to be right about all this stuff. P. Ryan's very interesting to me. Sutton's very interesting. Like all these guys. No one loves tight ends more than myself. Greg Dulcich. Very in on him because of what Peyton's meant to tight ends in his career. So just there, but everything with the Broncos, we need to watch. Like I, I, I can't make a decision on them at this point. I need to read more, and it might be one of the more like Twitter and internet searches where I'm searching for different points of view on this. Did I tangent? Did I lose? Sorry. No, 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 no. M was muted. No, no, no. I was um, I was muted um because I got a good night call from Happy Mel. Um, good night. Yeah, I um, I'm excited for Russell Wilson this year. It's a comeback tour. Hope he drops. I hope no one believes in him because it's going to be a top ten year for him this year. But also, too, I agree. We should not be listening to like all the big like. So Adam Schefter, I'm assuming, like, and and Adrian, I mean, um, I was going to say Adrian Wojnarowski, 
Um, Eamon, is you would would you say that the Adrian Wojnarowski of the NFL is Adam Schefter, right? Um. No, but go ahead. Uh, I'll no, because Wo- no, Woj is like terrible. Like he's you know slander Braun and um slander a bunch of people. He only works for his people. Was carrying the Lakers water. Granted, and I'm a Lakers guy. Woj I, is just kind of a bad person. He got I'm a out, bunch of. I'm out of the NBA loop, so I I, I can't assess this fairly. I, I okay, like okay. Whenever so I, I don't come think across that... Woj, I don't I don't watch enough of the NBA or see enough of his reporting to understand everything. The NBA okay. is just so weird to me at this point in time. I, I don't really get it. It's about to be great when Dame goes to Miami. But anyway, like Henry said, I think that it's important for you to uh, listen to more folks instead of just the – you got to go a little bit deeper with the information this year um, because there's tons of conflicting reports everywhere. So uh, Yeah, okay. So um... – we have some sad news. I guess this was last week. Uh, Ryan Graham announced he is leaving the league. Um, as I said earlier, he was a uh, he was a guy who like was very engaged with the league, but also didn't make a lot of roster moves. Um, and like I used to Brad, joke Brad about it on the podcast that like the fact that he would always be competitive and still not make a lot of roster moves is like, he really nailed his drafts every year. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, unlike anybody else, I mean, like I was, I was divvying up his assets into a chart, which we'll talk about next week. But like, again, it was another year where like 15 of the players he drafted is still on his roster. Um, it's, it seems almost impossible, but um, yeah, he was a cool dude. Uh, I I enjoyed playing with him. He was always respectful. He was engaged with the podcast. Um, I, I'll miss him. Jokes. Jokes. Yeah, Ryan was cool. He made jokes. Ryan Ryan's a cool dude, man. He um he, he he linked up with me for one of my birthdays in L.A. Um, that was that was a very very special birthday because Mel was pregnant with with Poppy and. We kind of kicked in. We had a we had a great time together. Um, he came to work out with me, um, uh, and got a crazy workout in. And he, I mean, he's a he's an extremely jacked dude as well. Um, he lifts very heavy, and he has muscles. Um, and he's a very smart dude. Um, even outside of uh, fantasy, as I mean, he works. He's like a tech. He's like a tech dude. So like, um. Yeah, uh, I really, really like Ryan um, in the league and, and, and outside of the league as well. So, very, very sad. I, I was waiting to say talk about it on the on the pod. I didn't say anything in the group chat. Hope he hears this. Um, yeah, gonna gonna definitely miss him. And um, yeah, then uh, there were eight. Everything you guys are saying, like I, I, I came into this league and I knew two, three people maybe, and. I feel like I've gotten to know a lot of guys in this league, but like, I, I've never like met them. And yeah, like Ryan's so fun to play with. Like it, he's so interesting. And like, you're thinking about how you want to approach him. And it's like, he just trusts himself. He really trusts himself. Like draft this team and do it and succeed with doing it. And it, hats off to him because like, that's, 
if I could come out of a draft and just like know my team, man, I'd be a lot. I'll probably take 10 more years to my life by just doing that. Like not like stressing about a team, but it just all around fun dude to play with. I love playing with you guys. He's going to be missed. Going to be missed. There's no replacement. You know, it's weird. You're telling me he's jacked is, um, I just, every once in a while, like, like, I'm not really into the Twitch gaming or whatever, but like, you start like watching stuff and then some people start talking about like, you find out a lot of like the Twitch gamers are super like jacked workout, like crazed people. Um, Mm. So it's, it's just, it's not. It's not what we were talking when we were talking making fun of people who play play video games in the nineties. It wasn't what modern gamers seem to be nowadays. Uh, just, just an interesting thought. Um, GG, GG, good game, easy good game, easy. <laughs> Which is condescending, I guess, right? That's extremely. That's what he got, yeah. Extremely good game, easy. I um, thought he was making a play on G Easy, the rapper. That was wrong. Um, so, um, you know, uh, I'll just talk about it now because I'll talk about it in the meeting next week. Um, I have reached out. So my loose plan for the league is I will be the solo commissioner. I will do all the odds and ends. Um, Henry's also been suggesting some stuff to me, but which includes, like, let's get rid of Slack because, I don't know. I'm also on board. I don't love Slack, and I, I'd like to try, you know, to do everything through Sleeper, even though I think it's very complicated. Not everything. Most things through Sleeper. There'll probably be maybe four to five emails that will come from an email, but the vast majority of communication can just be in Sleeper in one place. Um, I'm on board with that. But what I was getting to was I do want to have two people who I'm going to reach out to whatever – there's a situation that's kind of gray and I'm like, I don't know what the definitive right thing is. Um, you know, last year when we had the Bengals bills game, like I didn't know what the best thing was. Um, so for future things, when stuff happens, that's unclear. I'm going to go to Henry and Mike. I think they're the fairest people I know. I think they've spent a lot of time playing fantasy sports. They spent a lot of time doing sports and I think they are most in line with the values of this league to have the most fun. Um, I don't know why I'm starting to talk about this part, but also next week we'll talk about, uh, Oh, I know why. Um, basically I, last week I kind of sent Henry like the list of breaking down all the assets of the current teams, which at the time was only three. Now there's four. I'll send Henry the updated one. And like just a projection of how to balance stuff, um, and just like reverse trades because like also Ryan made some trades with Matt, so we can easily reverse those things. Um, but yeah, so I think what most likely will happen is we will do a draft of assets, um, keepers mostly. We'll pair up some picks to make everybody as whole as possible. We won't change any pick, picks that have been traded to. We won't have reverse any trades that were between 
other people who are still in the league with uh, people who are joining the teams. Um, I'll show it in the document next Monday. It would be easier. But one of the things that will be interesting is, like, we're going to have a keeper draft. And I think it's going to be so fascinating to see what new people will come in and value on that draft because uh, I'm going to pull it open. And... Hey, I, I like this expansion draft idea to just like all the players on the teams, I think is what you were getting at, are available. This is where we think they'll go. This is what we think they'll do. And just opening up the available roster so that you're not coming in and taking over a team that might be like not good. You know, like you have an equal chance. And then I, I think it's an exciting thing for the league too for us to watch as outsiders. Mm-hmm. Every I, everyone loves to watch a draft. I mean, NBA draft, NHL draft. Even if you don't like the NHL, yeah, you're talking about it. MLB draft is this week. Like, no one knows anything about the MLB draft. You're like, oh my god, we took this guy. We needed, we needed a shortstop. Drafts yeah. are so much fun. People love drafts. I love drafts. So, just Ray, so you can see it. I'm sharing the screen with you. All the blue players are players whose values are above their current ADP in a super flex league. Um, so, you know, there's there's literally 13, and there would probably be 12, there's 12 picks available. Obviously, somebody could decide they don't want to waste a, a keeper pick on this, so they don't have to draft the player. But, mm-hmm. you know... Um, so, like, we all – I mean, I personally think Patrick Mahomes would be the first pick, but maybe Justin Jefferson would be. Um, or, I mean, Ramondre is a great debate. the best value. Yeah. That's a great debate. Like, Mahomes versus Jefferson. I, th- I think Jefferson's still the best value because, like, he, he's a consensus, like, one or two overall pick in redraft leagues. So, like, do you want Patrick Mahomes and, like, keep him as your second and – I, I think one I, there's things we need to discuss through, but like where no, because we don't know where our second round pick is going to be right now, as it stands right now. I don't know. There yeah. might be more to come with a with a league vote next week or the week after, whenever we decided. But like, I I think knowing where you're going to keep someone plays a plays a part. Patrick Mahomes should be kept in the second round because the front of the second round, back of the second round. Let's be yeah. Real. But I mean. I, I think, you know, I think the top – so I, I kind of did a snake mock draft, which I don't even agree with anymore. I don't think Patrick Mahomes goes first. I think Justin Jefferson goes first. I think maybe Ramondre goes second because he's like a double digit. And then Mahomes. And then Herbert, who's like a third-round keeper, but would definitely go in the first round of our draft. Um, this is a fun Justin draft. Madison. Yeah. It's a fun draft. Like – I, and I think it's something that will get the players that we eventually invite into the league involved. Like it, man. It'll be our first insight to what people actually believe. Like, oh, this person is a person who loves to draft value because they like they love Ramondre Steving in the double digit rounds over Patrick Mahomes, um, or they they love rookie they love young players and they want to take you know, Drake London over Nick Chubb or something crazy like that. What what I like about this is no one's inheriting like a bad keeper group because you're in, you're picking that keeper group that you're doing. So like it's not like 
if you if you only want to keep two players, if you're someone that wants to keep two, if you're someone wants to keep one and then keep your draft pick, like that's cool. If you're someone that likes to maximize this thing, like it it's evolved into like just like one team that's left and like, well, you have to inherit this draft team and the picks and that and that stuff. This is it, it's really exciting for me. Like um Yeah. So much yeah, fun. I think it's it's another just thing to watch like especially like I do like just kind of watching in the background, like let people do this and like oh like it's middle of the afternoon I saw somebody finally made a pick. Because we'll do slow slow draft with this. Um, oh yeah, that's yeah. Oh, even better. Um, if, cool. if if I didn't love our draft situation the way we do it, I would almost feel like yo, let's slow draft. But I I love our draft situation, so I'm as of right now, I would never suggest slow draft for our draft personally. But slow draft is fun. If you haven't done it yet, like give it a try. Slow draft. You know what that is, right? No. Uh, it's basically just you have 24 hours or eight hours. You can kind of say whatever the time limit is. You get to like just talk about it and then like you're on the clock so you can like talk to other people about your draft pick and be like, oh, I want to trade this pick for these picks and stuff like that. Slow drafts are fun, but I'll, I'll never – I'm not going to say I'll never. The way we do the draft is great. The way our league is set up and how it's live and we're all there together. It's so much fun. Yeah, so like it's really good for dynasty. Um, I think yes. that's that's yes. what's really built for. Just because dynasty, you're gonna do thirty picks, and like, like your brain just starts melting down. Like, you know, that's also something Ryan always did after the draft. Is like, you would say he's exhausted. Uh, maybe that was it. Like his brain just worked way harder than ours, and that's why he did better with the picks. But he, he like burned it out. Um, so, like, instead of, like, 16 rounds, it would be literally twice as long in Dynasty. So you have to just do it. It's fun. You just get, like, an email message because, like, you're going through your day and you're like, uh, Isaiah Pacheco is drafted by uh, Bradley Keegan um, or somebody. Um, so you you would take 24 hours? So we would have to draft, like, three weeks out. More than that, probably. Yeah, I mean, it depends, like. You can speed up the draft at certain points. So, like, the first two rounds can take 24 hours, and then the commissioner can say, all right, now every round, uh, every pick for the next round is 12 hours, and then, like, you just get – you can always adjust it. Like, there's ways to do it, but – It's I also should. people don't take the time a lot of the time. Like, oh, yeah. I, I, I draft right away. I'm like, I know who I want. I want to draft. I'm, I'm here. I want to draft. But it, it's fun for me watching. Okay. Yeah. It, it, it's just built, like <laughs> – the reason you do the long period instead of that is like, hey, we're keeping this going, but if somebody has to work for eight hours and they want to figure out, like, do I want Terrace Marshall or Tim Patrick this year, you want to let them have their time to figure out which wide receiver 55 they want. Um, I think that's it. But also, like, again, uh, just more with these new players, as we said, like, the day of the draft, it'll be interesting. It'll, like, Maybe QBs won't be as urgent as they've been. Like maybe Kirk Cousins doesn't get taken in the early second round as we're all predicting. Um, you know, maybe I don't know what other dynamics might come into play. Um, it'll just I'm I'm fascinated and feeling like oh this is very uncomfortable because I don't know. As as much as I've enjoyed this league because I think I, I've said that like 
this league has like rose the ranks as like a league that like I enjoy. And again, I've enjoyed everyone that I've played with in this league. I'm not going to say anything bad about anybody. If you've left, if you've done something, whatever that's there. I'm excited for some new blood still, you know, like playing with new people is always, I, I try to join a new league every two years about, I try to like phase out a league that's like dying and like people aren't interested in it anymore and join another league. And that's why I'm in so many leagues. Cause I just, I've joined them and playing with new people is exciting to me. Cause again, it's more insight into people for other leagues. Like, wait, why did you draft this person here? if we're drafting in mid-August, you know, like why, what's going on there? And it, and it makes me think. Cool. Uh, all right. Let's talk about some fantasy football. Um, is that not what this podcast is about? Uh, so uh, for this kind of a generic uh, fantasy football topic, um, I suggested we pick a player that we're we're calling uh last ride we're gonna do one last ride with a guy who's like probably not gonna be good after this year or he might not be good this year but we're willing to go like yeah give me it Uh, i wanna i wanna i wanna do it um whoever wants to go first can go first boys do you know who has been my ride or die for the last couple years derrick henry oh it's derrick henry he is about to like fall off the face of the earth Oh my I, I'm not quite sure if I'm ready to draft him this year. And I think in past pods, I've been like, I don't know if I'm on or not, but like, how, how do you not just take Derrick Henry this year? Like, he is a fantasy, like, stalwart. He's going to be there. You know what he is. He's not this guy that's going to break out all the runs. He's going to run up damn middle for four yards. Every once in a while, he'll break off that 56-yard uh, run but he's going to get your touchdowns. And where would I be in this league without Derrick Henry? I, I need to mention Derrick Henry for this segment. And like, I, I'm not suggesting taking him, but oh, if the spot is right, if the spot is right, like late second or third is what I think I said for Derrick Henry in past pods, like you, you got to go for it. You got to do it. Got to do it. Just trying to look up. He's only had one season that he didn't suit up more than fifteen games. 15 and that was and that, and that was a that was a foot injury. Yeah, broken bone of, of all seasons of all seasons. <laughs> he is a stalwart. Like only twenty nine this season. I don't. I mean, he had fifteen hundred yards last year. Yeah. <laughs> Led the league in and, and attempts is what I'm looking at. Come on, yeah, with come on. It's... One one more season, one more season with Derrick Henry. Yeah, I'm, Vrabel... ta- I'm talking myself into him right now. If he's healthy, Vrabel is going to give him the ball 20 times a game. Like whether he's slow, because like that's the other thing. It's like this. It's usually like it's people say it's a cliff, but like it's a cliff in fantasy points. Usually with like running backs, they get like. Like Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook has been going yards per carry way down the last two years. But he's still going to get a lot of carries. It, it, he, Dalvin Henry was actually better. Well, it was slightly better than the year he got hurt. Yeah. Coming off the injury. So, 
So even if he averages 3.8, you know, chop that off, he's going to get 1,200 yards, 1,100 yards. Like, and he's for, still for a second or third round pick where, um, where I want to take him, come on. Just, yeah. just do it. Okay. Uh, Ray, do you have a, a last ride guy? I think you're muted. Listen, you you know how you know how I'm gonna say you know how I'm gonna say, bro. It, it's it's simple, man. This is going to be the last ride year for my guy to a tongue of Iloa. I think <laughs> last year, last year, he he, he, he not, like long term keeper. Isn't he gonna get like a contract extension in Miami? <laughs> listen, listen. This is a make or break year, man. I like thought, again. I, I Again, thought you were gonna say DeAndre Hopkins. I thought DeAndre Hopkins was the guy. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. He's not gonna be fantasy relevant after this year. I'm not saying that. I'm saying if he cooks this year, if he cooks like he's supposed to, he plays, stays healthy for all the games he plays. We're good. I, I can't do another. He almost died four times last year. He was the subject of everything last year. The year before that, injuries. The year before that, it's like. I'm ready to – I'll be ready to move on. I'll probably figure out a package to package him up with Waddle for some for some early picks in the in the draft um, for next year. But this is this is the last year. I want to see what he can do. He bulked up. He learned to fall, quote-unquote. Um, his, ball, his ball placement pause is um, fantastic. Um, Apparently, like coming, like you know, according to like, training camp and mini camps and stuff like that, like, like apparently he's cooking in camp. So, with that said, this needs to be again. He's, he's projected to be in that quarterback one, like in quarterback one level of like, range, like every all week, every week starter. Like you, you know, he's going to be in the top eight of quarterbacks or whatever, or whatever the rubric is for being the the the, 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 the top tier quarterback. I think he does it, but if not, it's over. It's not all. It's not. It's not all fence. It won't be only fence anymore. Well, I have to figure something out. Huge, huge fan of the only fence, by the way. Huge fan. Uh, Amen. I I loved the screen share thing that you were doing right there because I, I was know, like I getting a little bit of insight into it, and uh, I saw that Kelsey was like, and that's. And that's how, like, when we were talking about Derrick Henry, that I got to get more insight as as I was talking. So, stuff like that, that might be something we should try to do. <laughs> um, um, yeah. So, I uh, my last ride guy. I, I said it earlier. Earlier, it's it's Travis Kelsey. Um, I don't think it's actually his last ride, but that is going to be the that's the only. P- that is the only argument for Travis Kelsey to not be a top three pick in every league is he's too old. It's going to fall off. Um, in his entire career, Travis Kelsey has only missed two games, and one was due to COVID. And I think one of the other games was the last week of the season. He just didn't suit up. Um, he's indestructible. He is Patrick Mahomes' best friend, it looks like. Um and while I, I accept the idea that, you know, he's he's never had less than 12 yards a, a catch, but I will accept the idea that maybe he drops to 11 and a half or 11. And I still think that's going to be so 
much better than every other tight end. And also, like, he's not, like, for as good as he is, he's still pretty far away from a lot of the all-time stats. But, you know, this year, not so much this year. Like, he's, right now, he's fourth in yards all-time at tight end. He's roughly 1,500 yards behind Antonio Gates for third. He's 4,000 yards behind uh, Tony Gonzalez. I don't know if he'll play another three years, but I think he can definitely get to second and pass Jason winning at 1,300 yards, which is roughly, um, you know, 2,700 yards more. So that's that's two really solid years or maybe a soft third year. Um, you know, t- touchdowns, he is – He's pretty far to actually behind in touchdowns, which is surprising. He's he's got um sixty nine touchdowns. Where's Shannon Sharp on that list? You 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 blew past the sixty nine joke for for your Shannon Sharp. Uh, yes. Kelsey My bad. Past Shannon Sharp both. I thought I literally paused so somebody could go nice. Uh, Shannon Sharp has nine hundred nine hundred sixty one yards. Which is, uh, which is uh seven hundred yards behind Kelsey, and Kelsey has sixty nine. Shannon Harp has sixty one. Um, but what I was saying with Kelsey with the sixty nine touchdowns is Antonio Gates is number one with one sixteen. Um, but Kelsey can get, you know, Jason Wynn has seventy four. Jimmy Graham has eighty five. Gronk has ninety two. I think. I think. You know, I think he can get to 100 in his career, but that's also like he needs to start getting like 10 touchdowns every year for the next three years, which I think Mahomes will do. Like, I think Mahomes will want to make a point to make Kelsey and the greatest. Yeah, I think, I think they want, I think Mahomes, I think Mahomes is one of the smartest athletes to come out in a long time. Like, I believe players should get as much money as they can. I also think there's a certain tier of players that know there's no amount of money that matters as much as winning. Because, like, Michael Jordan, like, it was just, like, brought up. Michael Jordan is making $250 million a year from the Jordan brand. He made $92 million as a player. Like, when you're when you're in the sphere that Patrick Mahomes is, your greatness. And I think he, he feels he probably owes a lot to Travis Kelsey. And I think he's just always going to try to get him tight end touchdowns, whether it's like, Hey, let's do that trick play where Kelsey runs it in or whatever. And I just, I finally want to be the beneficial on this side. I want my, I want my time. I want my Kelsey. There's, there's a reason why they traded Tyreek Hill. And it's not my turn because I, I don't know if I've discussed this in the pod before, but the salary cap is fake. Like you can manipulate the cap all you want to get it to say what you want. Like Aaron Rodgers can make zero dollars against the cap this year or whatever. Like you can do whatever you want with the cap. They traded Tyreek Hill to get better, and they kept Travis Kelsey, who was ancient. Well, it's not ancient, but for a reason. Like they know what's going to win them games. I'm on Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey is always going to be someone I'm on. I own Mark Andrews in this league, so it's a little tough to take Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews. But do not tempt me again, league. Do not tempt me again to take Travis Kelsey because I will take him. So get in front of me in a draft to take him this year. 
Here, I'm gonna share this one because I think this um, cool. I'm gonna I'm telling you right now, I mean, if I'm if we wind up with draft picks and I'm in front of you, you're not trading in front of me unless it's we're not trading for my pick unless it's something good because I'll I'll just start two tight ends because we know I love to do that anyway. So this is an interesting uh stat I just clicked on. Yards per game, Kelsey is number one, and he's like seven yards ahead of Gronk. And realistically, like fifteen yards ahead of everybody else for their career. Like he's just think about the positional advantage you're getting over another tight end you're taking in the league right now. Like this we're looking at all time right now. Ertz. So Zach Zach Ertz is the first no the first active tight end that we're looking at. And that's twenty one yards apparently. Twenty one and a half yards. Uh, Todd Christensen. Oh yeah, Kittle, 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 Kittle. Oh, Kittle's there. No, Kittle. Well, Kittle, Kittle's Kittle can be great on this thing. He's a little like, yeah. He came on the end of the season. End of the season, he came on. Shocky. Ooh, love him. What a list here. Todd Heap. Man, Dallas. Uh, Chris Cooley. He was. Oh my God. He. He was amazing. All, that that Washington team, man. Sean Taylor, oh, Chris Cooley, what was the quarterback's name? Jason Campbell. Oh, God. Ditka. All the people who love Ditka got fucking thirty-five yards. Jesus, trash. Uh, Delaney Walker. Different. I different time. He would have had a better career. I mean, who well, loves Delaney Walker? Time. Delaney Walker for fantasy, like when we were coming up, like yeah. right when tight ends were coming up. Delaney Walker was the guy. 35 yards a game. That's seems low. He was so good. Uh, I don't know. Man. Uh, okay. Um, cool. Let's do the final thing because I thought it was interesting. I didn't realize we were going to go long, but we all have energy. And let's let's go for it. Uh, all right. As I said, um, Henry is the, the only current champion who's still around. Um, and I find it interesting how people prepare, especially like, you know, former just... champion who's still around. What? Former former champion, champion. like years ago. But is it is it like president where you're always referred to as? President? I still the, the trophy still president. in my possession, right? So I don't I don't know how long ago this was. Yeah, and you know, there wasn't you know any kind of weird trade that happened. Um. Okay. Um, so as I was saying, I, I find it interesting, especially like a, a true sports head, um, like like Henry, uh, you know, there there's some people who, who play fantasy because it's kind of fun, and then there's like true hardcore sports heads who are just like I don't know. I try to explain it to people. I have very little interest in music, like I just never connect with it that much. Like I weirdly yeah. think it's important to TV and making content and stuff like that. But, Music and movies, got it. Um, but I do like whenever I'm just doing stuff, I just want sports content to be on the background. For those parts, just fantasy, just because like, you know, ESPN and everything's become garbage. Um, but so like I just want to get other people how they when they start doing because like I'm listening to fantasy in February, um, but I I do kind of want to go there so. We're going to ask Henry questions where you can pop in with whatever questions you may have. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see where we need to slow down and focus in on stuff. Um, 
I think I said in the early part of the podcast, but I'll say it again. We're not asking Henry to reveal any players he likes this year or anything like that or a specific process, but just historically how he prepares and and what he does for sources and how he handles things. So um, since I said sources, let's start there. What are your what are your sources in season, out of season? Um, like, when do you go to your sources? When does that start? So my my number one guy for fantasy football, and I think everyone should at least be following him, is Matthew Berry. He's the OG for fantasy football. He's the guy that basically, I think, got the yeah, started. Right um, you can call him mainstream. You can call him whatever he wants. He's right a lot of the times. And I think uh, – I owe a lot of what I do in fantasy football to him because he really is the guy and as mainstream as he is and as mainstream as anyone's going to follow him. Like I, I take what he says as like, not the Bible, but stronger than anyone else is going to convince me on something. So like last year, his ride or die was Jalen hurts. I mean, Jalen hurts is pretty good. The year before that it was Austin Eckler and the year before that, it might have been Antonio Gibson, I think. I think it was actually a rookie. Well, that would be. But, like, he's, but Antonio Gibson was good that year in his rookie year. Like, yeah. it's not like yeah. – he, he's usually, like, hits on this. So, like, I think if he says a ride or die, we need to highly consider it. Maybe it's not in your draft position that you're comfortable with. He's picked Cooper Cup, too, was one of his ride or die. Cooper Cup was one of his ride or dies, too. It was. It wasn't the year that I had him. I literally was a coin flip the year that I had him. No, it was the year right, I Cooper had him Cup. when he was like. That's right. He was great, but he wasn't great. He had like uh, one touchdown the entire year. But uh, Matthew, I I follow a bunch of guys. Um, th- there's a guy that he used to actually work with, um, whose name is Mike Florio, not the Mike Florio that we know, but there's another Mike Florio. Mm-hmm. I follow him. Um, bunch of random Twitter followers. But I think the most important thing you can do is follow who any one of your opponents is following just to get their ideas. So, like, full disclosure on this, I don't like the fantasy pros. I don't think they're that good. But, like, people like fantasy pros and and those guys and the fantasy guys. I'm going to follow them because I want to see where they're ranking people. I want to, like, compare them to where I have them and – like maybe predict where someone's going to go and stuff like that. So two cents on following people. Those are the ones I like, but you should also be listening to other content. Like even people you don't agree with, listen to them because it's going to give insight. Um, so Henry, when did you start listening to Matthew Barry? Cause like, I, I think I was, I was in on him early too. So it, it must've been like, 2005, 2006, once around when I started actually watching football, because I didn't actually start watching football until like late in life. Like I think baseball was always my first sport. Then it was hockey, and then I got into basketball. Next got Antonio McDice. I was like, oh, Antonio McDice, big trade. Um, but Matthew Barry is definitely like my college years when I started playing fantasy football. Um, I. Like, I, I don't know how you don't follow someone that's an OG and then, like, work off of them. Like, yeah. you know, you start following the first person and then you find people after that. 
but he's always just been that guy for me. I stopped playing fantasy football for a while too. I think it was like 2009 or 2011 or whatever. I was like, wow, I stink at this. I'm terrible. Um, and then I came back to it. But yeah. So, um, yeah, I listened to him. There were like a handful of like fantasy podcasts slightly before, and I think they were more baseball centric. Um, but I listened to him in like yeah, probably 2010, 2011. They said they had fantasy focus has been around since 2007 on Wikipedia. I don't know if I believe that. Um, I'd say maybe 2009, but um, I think you know, I, I found him good early on. He was he's he's good at like this is a time where this didn't exist, but he was good doing game theory. Uh, you know, explaining this is this is like uh and he didn't even use the word but like like uh oh what's that term when you pass up on something good um opportunity cost. Like he you know he could explain like the opportunity cost of passing up on the seventh best running back to draft the second best quarterback and like and understanding that and while that has changed um he was able to bring that to that um i think he got bored uh at a certain point and then started telling like self-indulgent stories on podcasts for a while um and i think he got like i think he just got bored with fantasy so i kind of got i just like i think in 2014 or 2015 i was like i gotta find something else and i popped around to different ones i guess my main one now is footballers but um no, I think he was good. I think he's created a lot of opportunities and ways uh, for people, um, you know, making podcasts, like having people come on and, and talk about podcasts or talk about fantasy football and podcasts seems like if you would have went 15 years back in time, nobody would have been like, that's good. But he was able to do it. And um, I I also pre- appreciated uh, Nate Ravitz back in the day for people who listened all the way back then. Um, I, I think what he's done for other like fantasy football guys like Field Yates and stuff like that, he's like really big. Like he got him good. He got him like really on the spot. And like what he's doing now with NBC and, and Peacock, like since he's left ESPN, I really enjoyed the Happy Hour podcast last year. Oh my God. It's so still good. going on. Like so good. I, it's, it's a different like dimension of him and. He's like, not handcuffed. He, he actually is like be off the cuff. He's very outrageous. To, to go back to like where he like might have like lost the touch or whatever, like he just felt so rejuvenated last year. Yeah. And yeah. I, I think a lot of my missteps were corrected by like listening to some of the things that he said. On top of like the again, like um I listened to the footballers to like get other insight and fantasy pros and all that stuff to get insight on what other people are doing. But he he felt different last year. So I, I will say that about him. I, I think if if you were down on him because he was mainstream ESPN, it's not like NBC isn't mainstream. Like they're trying to do their own thing. But I, I really enjoyed what he was doing last year. It was a very fun it's podcast loose, to listen to. It's loose and fun. It's it's a daily, like what 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 is it, like fifty minute, fifty five minute podcast? Like it's Yeah. 
it's good because I, I travel into work every day. Like I, I have to take an, an hour long train ride at least into work. So it's one of the things I can listen to on the way home, like because he does it at 11 o'clock or 12 o'clock or whatever. So like they record it, they, they release it by three o'clock, but they can listen to it on the way home. And then going in in the morning, I can listen to something different. I can listen to footballers or fantasy pros or something like that. So it's not even taking up my time. So that's an advantage I have that like I have to travel on public transportation. Also love I love the guest uh, the black dude uh, that loves the Atlanta Falcons. Love that he always has him over. Drake Drake London Kyle Pitts oh oh Kyle Pitts lover. He he won't give up on Kyle Pitts. Yes, never. I won't. I won't either. He traded away last year. Or did he I'm not going to give up on him. I'm not going to give up on him. <laughs> Literally got rid of him. Uh, okay. So, Henry, uh, not so much in-season, but, like, when you're thinking of the next season and you're in-season, like, are you making roster moves? Like, obviously, you are a big fan of taking a player who's either not going to play or won't be ready um, and carrying them the entire year. Um, Like, do you ever wonder if it's, like, worth cutting Calvin Ridley or J.K. Dobbins? Because like there's an upside player, or I don't know, is there any? Is there any like how much, how Ab- much priority absolutely. do you put in keeping that guy? Absolutely. So I'm when I'm drafting, I'm always thinking about the draft capital of next season. Um, and it's not something that I really thought about when I first joined the league, but um, I just I, again I happened into the that lead that draft was Sam Darnold, Josh Allen. Uh, Baker Mayfield year that I joined and it was just like, all right, well, Josh Allen's the last one available. I'm, I'm going to take him here in the 13th or 14th round. Whenever I got. But since then and learning how much um, draft capital I can save, like it's something that I do think about. So I've done it with uh, Damian Harris. I think um, I tried to do it with JK Dobbins. I didn't wind up keeping him. Calvin Ridley last year I did it. And it's the way that your league um, has roster spots and, IR spots and all the stuff and how to take advantage of those. Um, you know, J.K. Dobbins was legitimately hurt, so I could keep him on one of our IR spots last year. And cool, whatever. Like, people got hurt every week. I can manage around that. Um, Calvin Ridley was so much harder this year because he was suspended. So I can't just stash him on IR or, like, legitimately wa- uh, wasted a roster spot on him. The amount of times this year when I wanted to drop him, it probably started week three or four, um, especially like after week four. I think when I started like two and two, I started zero and two. People reached out to me at Derek Henry, like if you know you're gonna sell, let me know or whatever. I was like, no, 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 I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay. But at that time, I was thinking about cutting bait on players because I needed players to play. You know, like I bring this up all the time. I offered Ray Mostert for Jarvis Landry because. I just needed a wide receiver that was better than what was available in waivers. And there was nothing better than waivers in Jarvis Landry at that time. And owning Calvin Ridley kind of hampered what I could do. Um, but I, I'm always thinking about next season, not just for next season, but for selling. Like Calvin Ridley was definitely someone I was shopping to players who weren't doing as well in the standings. You know, they were failing a little bit. Instead of trading that, 
fourth, fifth, sixth round draft pick, I was like, well, would you take Calvin Ridley instead? Because you can keep him in the third, uh, 14th round. I think it is. Um, nobody wanted to because they don't know what he is. He's a little bit older. But I, I'm always thinking about, this, about that stuff in drafts. And then even with trading my draft picks, I, I don't want to trade my draft capital. I, I want to draft. I want to have fun. So all I traded this year was a fourth. Maybe I should have traded more to acquire someone better than what I did. But you live and you learn. What about, like, because we did a smaller deal, which was, I think, Raheem Mostert in your ninth, and I gave you a six. A, yeah. So, like, that was just, like, an opportune thing where I felt like I had enough running back depth at the time, and you needed it, where it's like, okay, maybe I'll need this seventh later on for a team that isn't going to need Raheem Mostert. You know, like, a, a team that's selling doesn't need Raheem Mostert. They want the draft capital. So that was me planning ahead at that time saying, okay, let me just get this extra draft pick. I don't need Raheem Mostert right now. I don't anticipate anticipate needing him in the next two or three weeks. I probably did wind up needing him because my running back situation was not great last year, even though I spent some capital on it. Um, but that, that was a future season thing where it's like, okay, like if I want to be – good and I want to be buying at the trade deadline or around the trade deadline, I'm going to want some more assets to use. And I think that's how I got away with only trading a fourth. And then a seventh round pick is valuable to me because Josh Allen is getting kept in the seventh round this year. So I get to like sort of keep him for free for Raheem Mostert. That's how I looked at it at the time. So just a lot of things going on in my mind at the time with that trade. All right. Uh, so let's let's move on to um, it's the end of the season. It's like uh, I don't know January fifth or January twelfth or something like that. Uh, party people outside. Uh, I don't know if people can hear that. <laughs> uh, it's January fifth. Season's over. Uh, you either won or you didn't win, but whatever. But like, there's no more fantasy to do. What are you doing? When do you? Are you? taking a pause when do you re-engage what level do you re-engage is there like tears in how you re-engage is it just like you're just paying attention to the football and then you pick up fantasy in july or where where are you at i i watch football through the super bowl so i tell um my girlfriend like i don't care about new year's eve usa time like new year's for me is the super bowl like i take off the entire weekend um I enjoy it. I have fun. The playoffs, I enjoy those. And then the Super Bowl is basically like my my reset for the year. So Jen, so December 31st for everybody else, Super Bowl is my reset for the year. And once Super Bowl happens, I, I'm not paying attention to anything. There's nothing going on in football between like February and the draft that could affect how I feel about fantasy football. So aside from following the football things that are going on, like there's it, it's wasted time to pay attention to fantasy football in that time. And then the draft happens and I'm paying attention a little bit. So the draft is uh, late April. So I pay attention a little bit. And I'm getting like, okay, this person, like Bijan went here. Uh, this quarterback went here. This team has a new wide receiver. Free agency is happening around that time. Uh, 
And then I'm sort of just zoning out again to get like a, a refresh again. And I, I think I said it to you guys, like July happened and this is it. Like I'm fully on board. Maybe I'm listening to one or two things in June just because I'm bored. But July is when it happens because there's really nothing that's happening aside from the draft in the offseason that can yeah. get you to decide what you're going to do in a draft in August. The The only thing you're doing is maybe doing a, a mock draft at some time in July and seeing where someone's going and then uh, seeing how they move yourself. But I, I don't think there's any real value in that. I think starting to maybe mock draft the end of July, beginning of August is where um, you're really going to do it. Like it's all like we don't have training camp yet. We don't have – we're just talking about practice, as Alan Everson said right now. Well, I mean, I, I don't disagree with that, but what about like – because we have with keepers and draft slot selection and all like, you know, I don't know if I need to do mock drafts before May. I may sometimes do that, but like at least in June, I want to spend a little bit of time, like, you know, going back and forth between having the 11th pick, you know, maybe I don't, I don't think it makes sense because the only person I'd possibly keep different is a wide receiver. So it doesn't really change how I mock draft, but like, you know, in your case, I don't know who your other person is. I know you're definitely keeping Andrews and Allen, and you're thinking Ridley. But is there a third? Is there another person you're thinking about keeping? And do you? Ooh, Calvin. Like, Calvin uh, I mean, Hawkinson's there because just because of where I personally rank tight ends myself, um, Hawkinson's got to be there. Um. So, like that—that'd be an example of like if you're gonna mock then you'd want to know like, Oh, what, what changes in my mock if I keep Hawkinson instead of Ridley? Cause then you're like, I have two tight yeah, ends. So but, I have to go but to work. I want, I, I want more information than just being like, Oh, Hawkinson had one thirty three point week last year that got him, that jumped him from six to two, you know, um, I, for me, for Ridley is, Okay, what's going to happen once uh, real practices start in late July when they're doing games? Like, is Trevor Lawrence actually able to hit him? Is he running good routes and stuff like that? Um, again, what do the optimists say about him? What do the pessimists who don't like Calvin Ridley say about him? I think we're yeah. going to have to weigh all of that. Again, Calvin Ridley is a 14th round pick for me. At worst, I mean, at worst, where do we say he was going? maybe fifth or sixth round. Like yeah, it's exactly. such, it's such a big advantage to just keep him and like get that sort of like free pick, especially because I don't have a fourth round pick this year for me. So like, it's a big thing to consider for myself. Whereas if I have two first round picks, two second round picks, two third round picks, maybe I want to keep that, uh, that top tier guy that like maybe no one else would keep because I can just keep them and not have to worry about someone else sniping them for me. There's a lot of nuances in this league that happens that you need to consider. And uh, the fact that I have a first, second and third, but no fourth and then a fifth, I'm pretty balanced, but you know, maybe if Ridley's going to go in the fourth, fifth, sixth round, maybe I just keep him with the 14th and I, I figure out the rest of the draft and consider him my fourth round pick at that time. Because the fourteenth round pick, what what are we drafting? A, a defense, maybe. Um, I didn't you know. tell her I was here. I drafted last year, which 
would have been really cool if they didn't draft Bijan. And then mm. oh, that, that's gonna that's gonna be the worst thing. Like Tyler Algier and Ken Walker, like you like have those guys, and then the team just going like, yeah, we're gonna draft another running back, and it's like, ah, cool. Yeah, I mean, I trade I traded Algier, but I I was like I was like, oh that. I don't know what happened last year. Last year was a very weird year. Cause, again, I remember years where we drafted, like, players drafting in the fifth round in, like, the first couple rounds of the draft. And, like, and it wasn't even, like, a Damian Pierce thing, like, last year where it, there was a lot of hype. It was just, like... Well, even Tony, Tony Pollard last year, right? Like, Tony Pollard got drafted in the fourth round. And we were like, uh, what's going on? And Tony Pollard turned out Frank, to be a great Frank, freaking pick. Frank. Frank goes to his own beat. We spoke. Uh, we spoke. To, we spoke about that. Somebody called that on this pod. Okay. Um, where are we? Okay. So, rookies. Obviously, each position has different values. Um, I actually don't remember if you've drafted a lot of rookies. Do you have like a stance? Do you? Are you like scared of them? Like, I don't. I, I do don't you think they're love, always overvalued. I don't love rookies because I don't see. There's so many of them, and like choosing them with only college data for me is rough. So, like, obviously, Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson pop up, and I've missed out on them for being good keepers. But um, for the most part, I think I stay away from rookies unless they're a QB and it's late. So, like, I've done the Josh Allen thing, I've done the, I drafted Jalen Hurts late, and I've used him, actually, used him as draft capital to trade one year even though that was for the wrong player. I think it was for Raheem Mostert. Um, I, I'm, but I'm changing too. Like, I think I've said it on the pod before. I'm very much on Bajan Robinson. I think he's someone I need to consider to draft this year. Um, even though there's like, there'll be no keeper value in keeping him. I just think that Bajan is a generational running back. Uh, I'll say I don't I don't really love drafting rookie wide receivers. I don't wanna I don't wanna pick between who's gonna be good and who's not. I like we're going through enough draft gymnastics to take them where they're going to do it. That being said, self-evaluating myself, it's something I need to consider doing in the future because like even Traylon Burks is like someone that like maybe I consider drafting. Um like I've I've missed out on Garrett Wilson, I've missed out on Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, all those guys, Alave. Like <clears throat> there's players that I'm missing out on because I've excluded them from my list, basically. So while I have in the past, like you've done in the past statement, and you're self evaluating yourself, it's something that I need to self evaluate. And it, it's a different league thing because like I've taken Jamar Chase in other leagues, I've taken Alave in other leagues, and it's like for uh, no bad dudes in particular, I might need to reevaluate what I'm doing with rookie wide receivers in this league. Because aside from Michael Pittman, who was a second year wide receiver, I, I I'm not sure I have like any major rookie wide receivers. Um, I don't know if I have any rookie running backs that I've done. It's been basically quarterbacks. That I go after. So, yeah, I mean, I, it's I a think good, that, it's a I good practice of, to do. I think one of the players, or two of the players, that'll be interesting in different ways is 
Um, like Kendra Miller is a guy who's going to be number three week one of the NFL season, most likely, if Alvin Kamara is on the field. Um, mm-hmm. You think he's suspended? There, I don't know. I don't really want to get into the whole Kamara thing because I, I just I don't like when fantasy people are just recklessly speculating and assuming. I don't know where they got this six game thing. I, I haven't I haven't listened to a fantasy podcast in since last season. Well, they've been talking about it for like two years, but like basically they're saying that assault thing in Vegas. He's gonna get six games, which like, and it's not it's not even like the Schefters or Rappaport's talking about it, but mm. he'll. I th- I think it's more like to be two games or three games. I don't the six game stuff is for like domestic abuse, like stuff that's really shady. Like I know this right. assault was really bad, but it was also like a group thing, and like I would be six games seems a little harsh, right? Um, and I think like I think it's one of those things where like he might meet meet with the commissioner and they're like, hey, if we give you two or three, and you don't fight it or if you if you agree to not fight it, we'll give you two or three, because this is going to be the last year Alvin Kamara makes money, so he doesn't want to get a six game suspension, right? Uh, um. So, but getting back to Kendry Miller, Kendry Miller is the Tyler Algier type guy, who by the middle of the season he could be the lead running back because, you know, Jamal Williams is a goal line back. That's about it, or he can catch passes. But like Kendry Miller could be the main running back for this team by the end of the season and a great keeper. So like he's the type of guy you're looking at, like the 11th, 12th round could be good. But um, the only wide receiver I'm kind of interested this year is Jordan Addison. And I don't even really like it that much. Uh, I think this, I think this year the wide receiver rookies are down past all the previous seasons, or at least at least three or four because the, hmm. the Waddle chase, uh, Devontae Smith year was good. The year before with Jefferson and Jefferson. Lamb, that was good. Last year it was good with Alave and Wilson. Even though they didn't get in the top ten, but they were like productive. I think all of these guys, these rookies this year, could probably be outside the top twenty-five. But um, QBs are so you're, but like. In reality, Bryce Young and CJ Stroud will probably go between the fourth yeah, and so they're, sixth round. They're not probably on the spectrum of where I'm looking to draft anybody. Like it's gonna be like how the fields have gone and our I I believe they'll go like the fields and um uh, who else? Uh, like the boroughs who have just gone like higher and Trey Lance. Uh, Fields and Trey Lance, basically. Yeah. Where they're just going to go a little bit. Like, Burrow should have gone higher. Um, but, like, those guys who were a little iffy about, uh, yeah. Like, I I can't really predict another – I don't think the season's going to be another Zach Wilson, Josh Allen, uh, Baker Mayfield year where, like, they're growing a little bit later and, you, and you're going to get to keep it, and you're going to get to keep them for something. Mm. Uh, I, I think the league has evolved beyond that. But again, we do have four new people uh, joining the league this year who we don't know how they're going to draft, especially in this league. So um, it'll be it's interesting. A, but again, yeah. there's, still, there's still eight that that 
know what it takes to maybe win this league. So it's a very interesting dynamic that's going to happen. And it's something that we're all going to have to prepare for as the draft approaches. And then I just, uh, I just want to go back to kind of like not knowing how stuff is. I mean, or not really that I, I just was, I was listening to the footballers. Cause again, that's probably my main one. I think they do the most, they're kind of like the New York times where it's just, it's really solid all the way through. Like they do pretty solid analysis. They do a good job covering the news. There isn't, there's a little bit of like upset, like fantasy pros. The biggest complaint is everybody's either the worst player ever played or the best player played, which is not helpful because like, then they rank players two spots apart, pretending that. Um, but the footballers are also the historically what they've done. And I don't think they, they they even claim this anymore. Is they always wanted to play in a very few amount of leagues, so they actually have genuine interest. So because this was this was a valid criticism. Max Berry was that he played in so many leagues, he could literally mm-hmm. say he had every player in the league. So like, oh, I drafted that like. Which which became like a hard thing to like assess what they're taking in, um, but the reason I'm bringing this up is they're still stuck in the um, QBs aren't valuable thing, and they haven't fully yeah. gotten over it. And even though they they verbally have said it because they've been giving so much that at this point they can't deny it. When they go do their mock drafts with the three of them, they still all pass on QBs early, and. I just think QBs, especially with what we know about rushing, is that, like, I don't know if QBs will ever fall again. I think, like, you know, I think Jay taking Malik Willis last year was a, was a, was the best thing. Uh, Henry, when you took Jalen Hurts, that was a, that was a smart thing. You know, Davis Mills, because he doesn't rush, it's not quite as there, but, like, that's what, um, you know, somebody's going to take the, the kid in Detroit, uh, Hendon Hurt. Mm-hmm. Is that his name? And the hooker. Uh, you know, and he's he's not even going to play this year or next year. And Jared Goff is probably going to spend five years in Detroit. But I'm going to take Tannehill's back up with the, with the hot girl. Levis. Yeah. He'll probably, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you could take him probably in the 11th round pick and have to sit on him a year, but it would be a decent keeper. Um, so yeah, I just 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 with the QB stuff is like I just think QBs won't ever slide unless you're getting the rent. I mean, there I'll just say it aloud because I don't know if I want to do it, but like definitively Trey Lance is gonna be worth like sneaking on your roster somehow. Whether he ends up playing for the 49ers this year or he gets traded to Minnesota next year when like they're over Kirk Cousins or some the, other Yeah, the the upside is just it, it's too much to pass up. Yeah. Like some team will be over their quarterback and will be like, well, we'll just give one year to Trey Lance the way like Jordan loves getting right now, where it's, it's basically getting one year and then they'll move on if it doesn't work out. Mm. Um. All right. A couple other questions. Um. When you see players change teams, what, like, obviously there is a lot of effects. There's what happens to their old team. There's what happens to their new team. There's what happens to them. There's what happens to their teammates in the old place. There's what happens to their teammates in the new place. How much weight do you do in that? Or is that more of like, I prefer stability. So like, 
you know, for example, the Colts, like Anthony Richardson is coming in. I know that's not maybe Derek Carr is a better one, but we don't really have Ugh. any players. All right, Aaron Yo, Rogers, I gotta Aaron I have Rogers, to send, I have to send you this thing, bro. I have to send you this thing. Warren Shaw broke it down about how Derek Carr is literally the worst quarterback. I'll send it to you. (laughs) But also, like Warren Shaw pointed out that Derek Goff is the third best passer outside the pocket last year, and Justin Fields was 35th. That's fine. Warren Shaw knows his shit. Um, I I just wanted, like, uh, like, I wanted just, um, like Aaron Rodgers, let's just do it. I don't want to. Do, I'm I'm too exhausted to actually argue. So you guys can do this, but don't make it too jetsy. But like, talk about like Aaron Rodgers changing teams. Like besides your Jets fandom, like what does that do for your opinions on the Packers? What does that do for your opinions on Jets? Like, do you go like, you know what? Maybe I should see if I can get Garrett Wilson from Brian because I really think he's gonna show up. So maybe I can do like a pick in Calvin Ridley for uh, Cedric Wilson. Yeah, like Garrett Wilson is someone, again, We I talked about Terry McLaurin earlier. It, I only have one year of data for Garrett Wilson, but he did it with Zach Wilson and Joe Flacco and Mike White. Like, Garrett Wilson's going to catch balls. So, like, if Aaron Rodgers is going to throw him balls, I think it's someone I, I, I want to be on this year. Even even if I don't love Aaron Rodgers, even despite the fact I'm excited that he's a Jets quarterback, like I know what happens late in the season, but there's a real quarterback throwing to Garrett Wilson. There's the Alan Lazard effect that he's like Alan Lazard's coming from Green Bay to the Jets, where how, how do I feel about this? And I I liked Alan Lazard last year. And I we've talked about how there can be two wide receivers on a team and how they can succeed, but I think Garrett Wilson is that good, and Aaron Rodgers might not be that good at this point in his career, where this might be a a Garrett Wilson carrying the wide receiver thing. So I'm in on Alan Lazard for like a a later round um, dart throw type of thing, but like if someone wants to take Alan Lazard in the sixth or seventh round, go ahead. You can go ahead and do it. I'll Applaud your move and take my other dart throw somewhere else. As Aaron Rodgers is leaving the Packers, like, you have to figure they're going to have to throw maybe because they don't have Aaron Rodgers. But at the same time, there's still Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon there where if they get a 13-7 to lead and the defense can hold it, they might just want to run it. I don't know. I'm probably avoiding Christian Monson and Romeo Dobbs and those guys. Um, but it, it all depends on draft position, obviously. But where I think those guys are going to go, it's probably something I'd rather just buy if they're doing well as opposed to spend the draft capital that I think they're going to go at. So, you, you, so, like, for last year, like, Obviously, like we know the outcomes, but like teams like the Raiders and the Broncos, who like Devontae Adams came to the Raiders, Russell Wilson came to the Broncos. You would you're you're risk adverse to those completely new situations versus like, you know, 
being more in on like definitive situations where like coach QB and the best players are still there. Like you'd rather go digs this year than Devontae Adams with Jimmy Garoppolo. I, I don't, I don't want you to reveal your insight, but like, just, I'm just like trying to get a sense of like the certainty. Of- no, ab- absolutely. Like full disclosure here. Like I, I would rather have Stefan Diggs than, I'd rather have Stefan Diggs than Garrett Wilson, obviously, because Diggs has the track record and Josh Allen, who I own, so you get the stack. But um, but yeah, even last year, I think it, it probably digs over Adams because I know what to expect, whereas I don't know what to expect with the chemistry. Even though Derek Carr and Adams had a past history, which, again, something to consider. But um, I, I'm probably more of a track record guy than a what-could-be guy in the top of the rounds when we're talking about those players. We get to the middle of the rounds, maybe we're going to talk about potential over what could be. But uh, I've also taken, like, safe guys before, too. It's very situational. It's really I, – I, I think my mind changes three or four times during the draft on what I want to do for, like, picks that are coming up. And especially for our draft, I do do a lot of um, – mock drafts like where I have spreadsheets and I'm like, okay, Amy's keeping these people, Ray's keeping those people, Jay's keeping this people, like what what do I want to do? Mike's keeping this people, like I know this. And I, I go through different scenarios. So I will reveal that that I do have many mock drafts with you guys doing everything you might do. And I'm always wrong. So Yeah, I mean I, I guess that's like kind of last little beat. Like what is your draft prep like like what are you doing from like august 1st to draft date like you're, you you discuss documents but like I, do you have I, goals of like how many mock drafts you want to do do you do you fish for information as you know some people in this league have done previously i don't i don't really fish the most fishing i'll do is like try to get as many podcasts in for like mock drafts that they're doing at the time to like know what people might be doing. So between again, like fantasy pros, footballers, ESPN, like the Yahoo, any other like mainstream guy, I'm going to try to get their mock drafts just into my feed at some point on a train ride home or a train ride into the city. Um, But ultimately I come up with my own master list. And as many of you know, I, have confided in my brother for years now like i just think it's better to confide in somebody to talk you out of stupid picks you might make or stupid moves you might make like just trust somebody and i still make stupid moves but to sum this all up i'm not i don't have one set strategy i have one set list that i'm looking at it's gonna adapt based on what people are doing so people are drafting quarterbacks earlier it might be something that i'm looking at but there's um, going back to the Mariota strategy last year. There's like a, a finite line where like I need to draft a quarterback, and at that point it was like I need to draft Mariota at this point, and whatever happens after this happens. I hate quarterbacks. Um, I think if I get two in the top twenty, I'm good. 
which is great because I have Josh Allen, so I can give a little bit and not have two top 10 or chance to top 10. I can have already know I have Josh Allen who should be top five and I can fit somebody in there. But um, yeah, I, I have a finite list of players that I, I want. And when I see a couple of players going in that range, I'm just going to take that player that I want. I have one more question I want to ask. Maybe two, mm-hmm. but and then we'll wrap this up. We'll, I'll let Ray evaluate all your uh, preparation and then we'll wrap it up. Um, reactions. Live reactions. Uh, when you're drafting, do you – how important is – or are you married to that team for week one? Like, or do you go – obviously, if you're comfortable with TJ Hawkinson as a keeper – you're probably like, well, I'm going to try to make a trade or something because that doesn't make sense. But, like, are you, like, when you're drafting, do you want your week one lineup set from that? Or do you go, like, well, maybe I can make other trades because, like, I'm not married to this player or this position? Um, I'm not married. And I think it showed last year when I started 0-2 and, and I was trying to make – I wasn't trying to sell. I wanted to do small trades. I wanted to maybe move some of my running back depth that I had. And then I wound up not having any running back depth, but um, ideally when I'm drafting, I want that team to make me, to get me through the first four weeks. Those are the bye weeks. I think uh, pre bye weeks, they're the most important weeks because those are the players that I've, bet on i've drafted them i believe in them once the bye weeks come and i need to start covering for things if you're a low man on my totem pole i'm, I'm gonna cut you. um I, I need to focus on winning uh fantasy football while it's a long game it's also a week-to-week thing because you can't make the playoffs if you don't win that particular week so like i need to focus on beating ray one week i need to focus on beating mike another week Amen. I need to be, focus on beating you. So uh, I just need to focus on what's best for that week. But I'm still keeping the long term in mind. That's why, like, I try to keep my roster flexible and able to keep the Calvin Ridley's and Jalen Hurts and Davis Mills's that I've done before. Okay. So Ray, uh, you you've heard all of Henry's insights. Um, what what do you think of? His preparation. What do you think of his chances? Give give me give me some reaction to. I uh, I just can't Ray? believe. Ray, hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna react to my reaction right here. F them picks, right? Kind of. Um, <laughs> honestly, man, I just can't believe you do all that preparation to just take about four straight L's to me in the past like two years. It's kind of crazy, bro. Like, it's. I oh I'm on the thick and I'm excited but and you just just catch some L's. I mean I don't know if you're gonna beat me this year. I don't know if you're gonna win. I mean like it just seems like a lot to do. Last year was like my highest finish in years, and I did as much preparation as Frank. That got me a top four finish. So I'm pretty much gonna do. I might do a little bit more than I did last year because I kind of have to this year. But I kind of like nah, nope. Nope, I'd rather so, I'd rather enjoy I'd rather enjoy my summer. So Ray, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you another secret of mine. 
I'm, I'm really not drafting to beat you. I don't worry about you. Like, I'm not drafting to beat well, you. I mean, so, you, you, so you like, I mean, so like, if I lose to you, I don't think it matters because I still make the playoffs. So, like, I'm not really drafting to beat you. So, I'm not really worried per se. Four straight L's, man. You should, you should, maybe you should. Because if you, you didn't should, lose, if you, you didn't should, lose those two, you know, you should, you should tap yourself on the back because I'm the one with the trophy right now and you're the one talking no. about beating me. Two straight times, I believe it is. Playoffs. Because play didn't you lose every game the season before this year? Like, no, weren't you I like Owen? I beat you. Yeah, we'll have to look that up. Yeah, uh, we did have a video. You, you, you had a lot of draft picks the year before. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, Mo- Mostert was one of them, and he got hurt. So, mm. um, we'll have to figure out. Yeah, uh, I think I'm. I think I'm. I think I'm tired. Uh, we I do not. Time. I do not draft to beat any particular person in this league. I try to draft to win it. It doesn't. I mean, it's worked out one time in my entire career in this league. So, do you, like, do you not, think this league is a little bit closer to a dynasty style where it's like, oh yeah, you're, you're not necessarily, like you kind of have to be in a position to win it. Like you can't just get lucky, right? Like. You have to have three great keepers, and you have to really knock. Yeah, you, I mean, I, you don't. That, I don't know if you have to agree with that. I'm just saying that's what I'm saying. Is like <sighs> dynasty, like you know, there's four teams that have a chance in this league. Is does it feel like that, or is it just I, standard redraft where it's like just whoever wins draft night is is in good shape? No, I I think that like if you're in position the year before you're most likely going to be in position the year after because you just have that team set up like, like Mike has. So like th- there might be a, a dynasty style where like those teams are in it where like I might be in it right now, but like as Josh Allen ages out, like can I keep up and keep like maybe trading draft capital? So um, I, I do think draft capital is big in this league because there's still, it's not dynasty. There's still a lot of talent that you can miss out on. Um, if you don't have those draft picks, uh, it's a very in-between style thing, but it's definitely not a redraft. Like I, I, I think if you're selling, if you're going to sell in this league and you want draft picks, I think you still need to consider your keepers. Even the fact that like last year, I don't think keepers were considered. I thought those were some of the worst keepers I've ever seen, but there were just so much draft capital. Um, If yeah. you're selling, I I would sell to acquire maybe a good keeper too. All I'm gonna say moving forward in this league. Yeah, I think that's the one that I hope the league becomes more involved in on is like just finding players that are great keeper values that are like either hurt for the year and like start making those trades uh, in season. Even even the I mean I know Alvin Kamara might never happen in this, but Alvin Kamara's great. Austin Eckler who was like a backup running back to Melvin Gordon who turned into something like those type of things. Like th- those are like years ahead moves that you can make now to do. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't know how long this will be. It's obviously over two hours. Uh, Boom. We back. We back. Uh, we'll do one probably in two weeks. Uh, next week I'm gonna we'll start talk. writing reactions from right now. 
I'm I'm back in fantasy football. Imagine how long this would be if it had Ray Oxen in it. Oh. Midnight. Well, no, because then we would interrupt. Like, a lot of the quick stuff wasn't quick. Yeah, because I'm looking for interaction from my cohorts. I I said it offline last week. When when Ray is dishing, this is the best. This is the best. Love when you dish, Ray. Love it. I'll keep All dishing. Right. We'll uh we'll talk to whoever everybody. Please try to do the Google Hangout or let me know where you stand on the Whoop. things that I'll send in uh the list of questions. Um, I think also just to give an update to make that go as fast as possible. Like literally, I will bring up the rule. I will either support it or not support it, and then see if we want to vote. If nobody opposes the rule, we're not voting it'll just be like it passes we don't need to waste time i um, think that's the best way i agree i i want to get less procedural with this league it's it i think it takes some of the fun out of it um and i just want to go like we're and, everybody wants and, to keep fab yeah cool move on i think I, I think how long the league has gone on like we don't need to do this whole long standing thing like does anyone oppose it okay state your case and then we can rethink about it but yeah let's just get on with it like I think we all have basically agreed on everything that's been changed. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, we love you. We'll talk to you soon. Uh, soon. Peace. Peace. Out. Enjoy your week.